you know, here. What's up? I was thinking about something. What were we thinking about, bro? I was thinking about what's going on in the earth, right? What's happening in our minds? Yeah. Um, and I wondered, why does it matter? We're about to find out. <laughs> Holy find shit. Out. Ready? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. We said, fuck it, let's talk about albums. We said, let's talk about some movies and some fucking comics. This week in the universe, across the internet. So, what's up, Javi? What's going on, Frankie? Yo, yo, it's your boy Javi Salamander here just to let you know, guys, this is a bonus episode. This was part of Mask NYC, a show hosted by Frankie that we recorded back in March of 2021, and we did it outside, so excuse the wind. But other than that, enjoy, guys. We're good. It right, almost yo. looks fake from here. Huh? It almost looks fake. It almost dead ass looks fake from here, bro. Nah, I'm gonna tell you right now, the way I found out about this view is my friend Quido. Like, I lived here my whole life, right? And then one day she was just like, yo, like, why don't you go on your roof? Right? And I was like, alright. <laughs> so <laughs> I came on the roof. Bro, when I seen this fucking view, my whole life changed, bro. My whole <laughs> life changed. I was like, I have this You're in like, my what disposal. Have I been doing? <laughs> like, I can sit here, not be obstructed. To start off everything, this is Mask NYC. Anyway, this is Javi. Very cool person. First time on the show. Hello. And this motherfucker is smart, talented, gifted in music and technology, and he's a cool guy. But we were just talking about a lot of stuff like Tesla, Apple, and how they're gonna dominate the world. <laughs> but one thing I want to say right now is that like, so you see how there's mad condos, right? Obviously we're not gonna show them in the video, but there's mad condos here. And the one thing that they took from me, mostly though, is the sunlight that came into my house. You feel me? Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy, man. Like that, there used to always be a big building here, right? But like my the sunlight that used, that comes into my house now compared to before, it's fucking garbage, man. It's fucking like it's saddening. You know what I mean? Like you're a kid, you grow up, fucking shit beaming into your house, and then it's all gone. And so, like gentrification costs a lot. But fuck, man. Like when you steal my sunlight, I take that shit to heart. So yeah, I I mean, in my like you've seen in my apartment how uh, the windows in my living room are literally just brick walls yeah. to the warehouse next to me. I. My mom has told me that back in the day when they all used to live in that apartment. This butt is great. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, wow. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I, my mom has told me that when they used to live in that apartment back in the day, that um, fucking they, those warehouses next to the building used to not be there. So from the windows of the living room, they had a, 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 a view of the Manhattan skyline. Oh my god. And then that shit is not there no more, of course. <laughs> you, I mean, you've seen the view in my living room. <laughs> Just brick walls. Did I lie? But it's, it's really fucking unfortunate, man, because, like, wouldn't you love that view? You feel what I mean? Like, when my day. mom told me that, I didn't believe her. I was like, what? From here? <laughs> like, this yeah, shit's man. so far from the water. Like, no facts, man. And uh, Javi is from LIC, which is uh, soon to be the most gentrified place in New York City. Um, Growing yeah, up, but- they called it Mini Manhattan for me. Like, they, they would tell us that in school, like, that LIC is basically Mini Manhattan. Yeah, but- like, the building across the street from me used to be a parking lot. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's insane. And I'm like, I know my building's next. Yeah, yo. How do you feel? How does that make you feel every day? Like, 
because for me and i think the main changes are like different neighbors of course you get what i mean like i've always lived in the predominantly polish and italian neighborhood i would say because i'm in the borderline between like Williamsburg greenpoint almost mm-hmm. right yeah but but definitely like i definitely like know like the one thing that i knew is that when i started seeing people play rugby in the park i was like what the fuck is happening right now because shit is actually changing you know that's the european some shit you know so what did you feel changed the most for you in regards to how, how you felt in your neighborhood? Because I feel like I don't belong in some places through the looks I get, you know what I mean, from other mm. people. I'm not saying they look at me like I'm some criminal. They just look at me like, what the fuck is this? Like, when in reality, like, who the fuck are you? You know, like, you moved into my neighborhood. I got to feel like that yeah. all the time. I mean, because it's interesting because even in my building alone, like, because my building's a super old building. Yeah, and my is. family has been in that building forever now. Yeah. And... So I've actually seen, like, people that used to live there not live there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, and move out, just, which is crazy, right? Not even move out. Oh, it's shit. It's just a lot of old people live in that building, mm-hmm. and it's just, eventually over time, I'd see white people start moving in, and, like, people my age would start moving in, and, like, and I, and I, when I started noticing that, I was like, when did everyone move out? Yeah, man. And then I asked my mom, and she was like, no one moved out. And how it was like, oh, yeah, yo, <laughs> damn. Man, generations and shit like that. People move in, kids, everything, man. It, and so it's just, it's pretty wild where it's like a lot of people in my building have grown up alongside me. That and like a lot of people have just passed away. And now new people have just come in and taken that space. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that today, actually, that you say that, like, Cause I always kind of think about like we're here for. I know people in terms of life, we're here for a little bit of time and we go forward. Mm-hmm. But in your house, like you're there for a little bit of time, and like I don't own the house I live in. You know what I mean? So sometimes, and especially when I was younger, I would um I would look at I look around and be like, sometimes someday this won't be mine no more. Like my house isn't gonna be mine no more. Yeah. And it's sad because it's just like you know every crevice of your house and like, bro, my room is my room. Like it's my sanctity. Is you know whatever sanctuary. I'm sorry. And it's just like. And it, I would hate to share that with anybody else, especially some random motherfucker from Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Fucking talking about IPA beer. <laughs> you feel me? For no reason. Just, just fucking, yeah, bro. And so I don't know, man. Like, my, I, in, the, in regards to I played there with my sister and, you know, so I think having a home is a beautiful thing everybody should aspire to do if that's what they want because preserving memories and legacy is really crucial, I think. Like, uh, I would want a house to pass it down to somebody else so they can live comfortably. You know, like, you grow up here and you're going to live here when you're old, you're going to own this house yourself. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I, that's why, like, for myself, I've always considered myself, like, extremely fortunate to have the situation I have where, like, this apartment has been in my family for the last... What, they came... My grandma came here in, like, the 60s or wow. something. Where'd she come from? DR. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, my wow. my grandpa passed away when my mom and uh, like when, when all my grandma's kids were like super young and whatnot. And so when when he passed away, my grandma was like, "Damn, I gotta I gotta make money now for for my family. Yeah, like I gotta make money for my kids. She had uh, four kids, and she was like, I gotta do this shit on my own now. Like literally, you know, and so you have to. She started working in DR a little bit. She moved here. To, to the U.S. by herself, got got the apartment that I live in now, and slowly moved 
each of her kids over here to the U.S. That's crazy. With it, with every new sum of money that she could get at, with working, and like one of them would come down, and while they were in DR without my grandma, they were just with family and things like that. And so, my mom didn't come to the U.S. until like the seventies. That's crazy. It's so your mom was chilling in DR until she was, I'm assuming, like how old, like 10, 20? Yeah, she she was like, she was like almost in her teens when she came here to this country. Jesus Christ. That's, that's more difficult, I think, than being a little kid coming here, you know? Because you're like half adjusting, mad hormonal, mad old woman or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you just, life is crazy at that time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And New York in the 70s was not yeah, a good bro. place to be. Yeah, yeah, that shit must <laughs> Music must have been good, though. Music must have oh, been good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I... No, but for sure, man. That shit must have been tough. Yeah, and it's just like... It's crazy. Like, I sometimes think about it where it's like, wow. In this living room that I'm now in, yeah. like, my grandma, my uncle, my my two aunts, and my mom all used to, like, sleep here. That's <laughs> like, crazy. They all used to share that apartment because they had to. And, like, little by little, once they were all there, each of them started to get their own jobs and, like, start to move Can't out. Can't stay there forever type shit. But that's, that, that's actually crazy. Like, for me, like, it's just my parents that have been where I'm at. But you have like a line of like generation per generation, like to an extent. Like, no, you do, like literally. Yeah, right? it, that shit is well preserved. Like, don't you ever want to eventually own that place just so you? Dude, can, like, like you that, know? that's why it's like it's upsetting to me. Where it's like I've grown up in LIC my entire life, yeah. and it's like I've seen it just change like beneath my feet, yeah, bro. And it's like I'm in this apartment that has so much history, so much personal history to our family and yeah. our lineage and this kind of shit and it's like some company is just gonna come in and give us a bunch of money for it that's all it is <laughs> yeah like here, here's your, your memories let me write you a check keep them in your head you don't need it physically and the sad thing is that like I don't know obviously if you want the money and you're good to go forward this and that do it but like some people are forced like forced their hand type shit and Man, I'm not gonna say nothing, but if the landlords could be assholes and they make lawyer fees go up, you know what I mean? Best of luck, I'm gonna like this for you. But um, I, I hate the idea. You wanna hold this one? Yeah. I hate the idea of having to fight for your house. Like I know a lot of people deal with like people trying to get like sued out the house or like bought out or pressured, and I think it's disgusting. I think it's like and it's obviously often like people who don't speak English that well who've been there forever or like or like just I don't know like um. I feel like, say, like a grandmother who's living in, a, in an apartment, right? And then all her neighbors are these young 20-year-olds. And there's these all these new terms to living there and this and that. And it's just like, well, you have to abide. You have to abide. And it's just like, whoa, whoa. And every week it's a phone call. And it's just like, bro, I don't even want to live here no more. Like, I'm being harassed on my home because you want money. And um, it's just happening all over. I mean, I know in Bedford, next to the Doc Martin store, there was a lady who lived in the second floor. I think mm -hmm. she was the one that got eventually, like, bought out or evicted. Because they wouldn't fair to fix her house, they wouldn't repair her stuff. I know we know people who have dealt with that recently, but overcame that with like, like actual like the law system. Not to say it doesn't work, but I I just hate the idea of having to fight for that. You know what I mean? Because just just for the sake of somebody's wallet, you know it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of shitty things about my apartment that I wish I could get repaired. Yeah, and man. it's like I know they w they're not gonna do it just because they don't like, want to, man. They don't they don't want like, to do shit. They'll only do it when it's actually broken. Like my fridge doesn't work too well and like i've literally had my mom tell me like oh 
you should just kick your fridge every day. Like, just keep kicking it every day. When it breaks, they got to replace it and you'll get a new fridge. Oh, that makes sense. That makes, I thought she just yeah. meant, like, yo, you pick it up, pick up the slack, motherfucker. Nah, <laughs> like, nah, like, she was like, just break the that's fucking smart. shit. That's really so smart. that way they can just replace it when it actually breaks. But it like, shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I'm like, that's cool like, and all. Yeah. But I, I don't want to have to fucking deal with the fact that one day I'm going to kick my fridge and everything's going to turn off and all my groceries are fucked. <laughs> like, just, just to wait for the fish to be fixed so I can have fresh food. Nah, that fucking sucks. Like, I shouldn't have to lose my groceries and my sanity just to get a new fridge. Actually, that is NYC. And that is the <laughs> trash parts of it. Well, I wanted to show you something. So, usually with every show I do, I um, have something playing because I always feel like it's good to have something looking, right? And I don't necessarily know your favorite movies. I don't necessarily know this and that. I know you. I know a couple. But I would, what I will play today, though, is um, something you might be familiar with. Uh, it's The Killing Joke. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to have something in the background just because, you know, it draws your attention. And this is a good fucking movie right here, bro. And I think, like, what the cool thing about DC, in my opinion, um, you know, we've been discussing in the past and this and that, like, it's the the ethics that they play in, they play in, like, the realness they play in, the... Like, they talk about touchy things, man. And, mm-hmm. and in particular, this fucking movie is crazy. You know what I mean? Because, like, I know it'll come up later. But, for for example, like the Joker scene with the, with the chief's daughter or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. And, and if you haven't watched The Killing Joke, watch that shit. Because it's fucking crazy, you know? So, yeah, I just love what it brings to the conversation. No, I mean, I, like, I, I'll say this. I was not a fan of the movie. Oh, it's nice. Like, even better. Even better. Because I imagine the writing is in, is much, which much um, more well done. Well, because yeah, because uh, for <coughs> for me, um, I really love uh, the comic yes. itself, and like the comic was written by Alan Moore, and Alan Moore is like one of the like best known comic writers of all time. Like this is the guy who wrote Watchmen and like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen really classic comics and like stories that are still talked about today and the killing joke is one of those stories for a massive reason and like i, I i'm glad that you like the movie because like what, like what i don't like about this movie is uh pretty much like the first half hour of it okay because the the whole plot that they give batgirl in this mm-hmm. is is not a thing is, is it too sexual if I can ask off the bat or is it, is it alright like cause I, I well, don't know whether, I, like, I know they have like, they fuck I, de- <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I definitely was weirded out when I saw that I was me like too. me too <laughs> you know I actually paid to go see this movie in theaters that's I was crazy like, that's I wanna, awesome I wanna go see this in theaters yeah. and shit shout out to like, Brian Brian showed me this fucking movie I fucking love <laughs> you man <laughs> cause he, he just told me about it because um, I mean it's major it's a major storyline and everything right and so yeah because, because uh, like, what Alan Moore does with his work, especially, like he he does this. Uh, he also has an amazing run on Swamp Thing, which I have not read yet, mm-hmm. but I will read in time. But he, what he does a lot in his storytelling is just he really deals with moral values and really makes you think about like your reality and really makes you think of like who's really insane at the end of the day yes I guess the, that's the main thing I, I, I looked it up the whole conversation at the end just because I was confused myself about the joke about you cross it and he shines a light and he's like you go first something like that which will, yeah. you know and and I think um, I, but even that in itself like I think I won't say that I'll never get that out of a Marvel movie but I'll expect it less from a Marvel movie at least the tone of how they go by things because it's Again, this is a very, very strong movie. Like, I, I deadass don't even recommend it to people that like, aren't ready to watch stuff like that because, mm-hmm. like, it's wild. And, and um, but I like, I like very dark, but there's, there's, I think there's two methods of going dark. Like, 
going hard for no reason, dog, or like doing it really well. And I think, in my personal opinion, I like certain scenes in regards to that. Mm-hmm. So, like, so you go saying about the first thirty minutes, right? Yeah, because I like personally for me, I just the whole Batgirl like stuff in the first thirty minutes was not in the comic. Like, mm-hmm. what you see with Barbara is you still see like when the Joker like shoots her and everything that still happens in the comic, but yeah. he and like so that was more of a focus of her story than her relationship with Bruce. Mm-hmm. And so, the for me, that was, like, my biggest problem with the movie, where I was, like, I don't really appreciate the inclusion of, like, this relationship stuff with Barbara and, and Bruce. Okay. Because I, I, to me, personally, I mean, especially with having read the comic, it didn't add anything more to the situation. Do you think it took away, or kind of, like, meh, you know, like... To me, it took away because it was almost distracting. Yeah, you know, yeah. In a sense, where it's, like... It almost removed the original motivation. Where in the comic, like, when fucking Barbara gets shot, it's like, it's because the big thing about the Joker is that he does this shit out of pure chaos. Like he does, there's and no motive really. There's aside no motive the chaos to anything itself. he does. Yeah. And so I feel like in this movie, it kind of gives him a motive to do what he does to Barbara. And it's like, that loses kind of the motivation, I think, for me. Where it's like it, you kind of lose a sense of the Joker immediately, like that, and it gives Bruce this extra motivation that wasn't needed before. That's where I think that's where I'm coming like, in a little more. Like he kind of is doing it because, like, oh, it's the woman that you know, because like they slept together and they got a little more instant man, and it was like, wait, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, and then um, and it's just yeah. all that relationship stuff. I was just like, I don't need this because right? it's unnecessary. And, yeah. and you want Batman to do it just because he wants to fight crime, right? Isn't it just like, like that should be the biggest moment for him? But now it's a little bit of for Batgirl, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was always for Batgirl in the sense where it's like, this is fucked because okay. it's like, okay. this, fuck, this dude just fucking shot this chick, paralyzed her, and then captured his his her dad and showed him the pictures of her like naked and everything yeah. and paralyzed. It's like. They, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he not rape her in the in the film? Because uh, and I don't know if he does it in the comic, but he I actually don't the, the remember. Sound, the sound of his belt buckle undone, gets undone. If I'm not mistaken, because I watched it a couple times, and I know it's a strong language, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, because because to me that was crazy. Because it, again, this is not crazy just because he did that to her. It's crazy because of how he did it to her. Like he paralyzed her and then proceeded to do that. And when you think about the mindset and what must be going on and not being able to feel that while it's occurring, even though you're seeing it, it's terror. It's a nightmare. And and I don't think that um, I think like if you did that in a Freddy Krueger movie, it'd be cool. But if you do it in this movie, it's like people have opinions about because it it's a famous cartoon, you know, or like I'm sorry, superhero. And um, yeah, man. So. I kind of like that. I kind of like how evil that was. Because I know that sounds crazy, but for me, that shit was pretty genius. I mean, I actually don't remember if that was a thing in the yeah. comic. I, I, I don't know either, perfectly man. honest. If I'm wrong, whoops. But <laughs> but, but it would have added on to that being crazy because, like, you really go full crazy and stop me away. You know? I can't like this. I got you, bro. <laughs> I'm failing so hard. I see it, but I didn't want to say that to you. Oh, this okay, bro? Got you. <laughs> um, but even aside that, um, I'm happy you don't like the movie because, like, for me... It's, it's really my only exposure into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Like, I really have very... I try to keep my opinion limited when it comes to superheroes and that whole universe of anything. Just because, like, it's a serious topic. I don't, I don't mean to say, like, you know, it's the news. 
But I respect people who talk about it Just like if you're talking about sports And I don't know what I'm saying I'm not going to be like If you're talking about like serious football today I'm not going to say Oh, Tom Brady's the best of all time I don't get fucking yeah. sick You know, like I want to know what's happening Same thing when I hear people talk about Yu-Gi-Oh It's like, no, that's your round Let me know what the fuck is happening Because that's a whole Dungeon and Dragons And, and you know, all that stuff and yeah, yeah man So I mean, I, I like, really am interested In what you have to say As it goes on even And yeah. it doesn't have to be About this but Fuck no, it I, mean, like, like, I know you love comics bro I, I <laughs> It's my bread and butter I just <laughs> Like I love comics Cause it's like It really allows you To see the world in a, in a new light And While the world Of comic books Can be really black and white It I think Like sometimes Things should be That black and white Yeah And comics are just a nice way to sort of exert that energy of like wanting to wanting the world to be a certain way where it's like why can't we have people that are like stopping more bad things in the world like why what do you think cons could be from that like for vigilantes because i think a lot of cons come from that shit like having actual vigilantes in the world not like super heroic but like some rich motherfuckers like Bruce Wayne <laughs> you know what I mean I like, mean it's interesting because like I like I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think we need vigilantes in, in the world but I think the message of like being a superhero in comic books is just being a good person at the end of the day because like Spider-Man is like my favorite superhero awesome. of all time like uh like I'll always say Spider-Man is my favorite like superhero of all time. Batman is my favorite DC character, but Deadpool is a character that I that is my dream character that I want to write. That that is always going to be like the things that like the line of things that I say. Also, but, um, like with Spider-Man, his his whole thing is that he is amazing what he does, not because he's Spider-Man, but because Peter Parker makes this decision to save people. It's that choice of wanting to do that and like that decision that says I'm gonna go out of my way to do something for a random person for no reason for no reward whatsoever and that's the essence of like being a hero and so I don't think we need vigilantes in the world but I think more people should be nicer to each other the mindset (laughs) needs to be that the mindset needs to grow to that it, yeah, I agree. I agree heavily too, man. Uh, it's the morals and the ethics of comics that I love, and the idea and the message that it spreads of like, yo, like, there's so much bad shit in the world. Why don't we try and stop some of it? Just like, every day, a little bit. If we all just did it at once to combat evil, right? Yeah. But I think I think there's just so much personalities in the world. I don't think that it's impossible because I think to an extent we already do a pretty good job in terms of stopping crime. Like, mm-hmm. thankfully we can walk down the street and not like you know yeah. get hurt or get whatever. But um, but no, it, I think I think um, if it's not heaven, it's always gonna be reckless. You know what I mean? Like it, it really will because per person is per in, the incident per person is very very impactful. Yeah. And, and it takes one bad incident for a person to just go off, you know? Like, not to be very, like, dark, but, like, there's been a lot of shootings lately, right? Today I mean, is... Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> All right. All it takes is one bad day. Yeah, it's man. It's literally the... Like, it... And it's like... June 6, 2021, by the way. June 6, right? No. What the fuck am I saying? What's the day? What's the day today? Today? It, 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 is, it is April 
sixth. April sixth, by the way. Twenty twenty. I'm so sorry to cut you off, <laughs> but like nigga, you were saying. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, no. I mean, like the the thing that I love about the Killing Joke of its story is like how you get to see like the backstory of like the Joker and like how there's still like even in all of that, you still never know who he is. And the comic is a little more mysterious about it. They kind of show you a little more in the movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With his wife and everything. Yeah, that was crazy to me. And it's just like that shit's sad, and yeah. it's like you kind of see the Joker as like a person for the first time, and it's like when he turns into the Joker, it like at least for me when I was reading it for the first time, I was just kind of like, wow, like, damn, that's that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just you know, it's kind of justifiable. You know what you, I mean? Like, like not really. But, this story, yeah. like pushes you to almost feel sympathetic or empathetic towards the Joker, a character that should that should not gain any sympathy or empathy from any person ever. Okay. But you see his awful backstory and you're just kind of like, damn, like that sucks. Like it fucking sucks ass, bro. It's like bad. he he completely lost his mind. Like that that's and it's just like who 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 knows what would have happened if that day never happened. And it's just it's like the it's like the chicken and the egg situation. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Was, oh, that's was those tendencies crazy, always there, or was or did like the incident turn him into the Joker? That 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 makes me like really fucking chill. Only because like again, like I said, there's been a lot, a lot of shootings. Not that I want to talk about it so much, but like again, like I'm not saying any of those motherfuckers are right. Like today, even somebody killed their whole family and killed themselves. Like in, in a whole, you know, I know it's pretty heavy, but. And then another ha- shooting happened today in Minnesota or some shit like that. So people, one, it's just crazy, right? Yeah. And and because these things happen in bundles and more so now than often, right? But again, like, it could take a bad day or bad days or like bad days separated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and you don't want to like, I don't know, man. It's just um, it's a big big message to talk about, right? Because um, it's gonna keep happening, sadly enough, if at this rate through this fucking whatever and um. I think a lot of people are confused whether they get angry, sad, they're just tired of it. And um, I think movies bring up this shit really well and everything, right? Because um, you look at the Joker and you can be like, okay, this is a character and he's like fake doing stuff to people. But mm. the bad day, like you said, could um, be the reason why. And we don't see that in other people when we do. I know it's like a lot of back and forth, I'm saying, but no, shootings I- are a really crazy situation. And, 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 and it's just, that's why I think of this when you say that, because um, anybody mean- could be the Joker any day, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I'll say two things to that. One, uh, I'll touch on this in a bit. And it'll, it's gonna. This is basically gonna become almost like a film talk at this point. Okay, nice, like, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Fuck you, right? Like, uh, I hated the Joker movie that came. Out. Okay, <laughs> let me make sure this shit's recorded because this is what I get just right. So you said you hated the Joker movie. And the second thing I'll say is that in terms of, like, the shootings and whatnot that, that are happening, because, like, especially in New York, I've seen that statistically, like, there are more killings happening and things like that. I didn't in, know that. In in the state. And it's happened with the rise of the pandemic and things like that. Yeah, and it's, sure. like, it's kind of scary to think about where it's, like... Money and everything's an issue and stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Sucks. And, and like... All I think about a lot of times is, like, learning about how um, there was, like, a, a mass shooting in Australia in, in 1998, okay. if I remember the year correctly, and it was such a bad shooting that, like, the government of Australia decided that they were just gonna, can't, like, stop letting people own guns okay. and stuff. Like, That's interesting. 
they bought the guns back is what they called it. it, it that was like the like the law for it. Bring like, your guns in something like, like that, right? Like, yeah, it was called like like buy buy the guns back, something like that. I, I forget. I've only exactly. heard about it. Like, yeah, and when they did that, there has not been a mass shooting in Australia since. Really. There has not been a single mass shooting in Australia since 1998. That sounds too good to be true type shit. But I don't, I'm not saying like, I don't believe you, but yeah, wow. Like, it, compared to where the fuck we at right and now. That, you know? And like, that's, like, my my thing where it's, like, I I don't understand the need to want to own a gun personally. Like, I've never been attracted to the idea of, like, owning a gun or, like, shooting a gun even. Like, I don't... I don't. I've never been like I want to like try go go into a shooting range. <laughs> like I, that's never been a thought that's crossed my mind. And it's like, if anything, it kind of scares me. I'm just like, I know what happens like in in the best of situations. And it's like, not saying that like I'm gonna fucking put the gun in my holster. I'm gonna fucking shoot my foot like every yeah. other asshole you see in the news. <laughs> but There's it's a football like, player who did that. Uh, Jason yeah. Pierre-Paul. And it's just. <laughs> It's just and it's dumb shit like that where it's yeah. like we could just avoid any of that by just not having it. Yeah. It's like and so many people would just be like, but the Second Amendment, like, <laughs> but our rights, but America, but America. <laughs> it's like, oh, yo, hold this real quick. I'm gonna get you some water. Uh, I'm thirsty. I'm I got my own water actually, sir. What's up, bro? Oh, you got some water? Yeah. Alright, cool, cool. Put this shit right here for you, Benny. Oh, I don't want this shit drunk. It's my phone. Um. Call this. Nice. Are oh, you blessed? <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? You know, actually, that's, it's really interesting to say that. It's really interesting to say that because um, I uh, I went to a shooting range once, right? And I did not shoot the gun. I didn't. I didn't go to shoot. So I was in the Poconos, Pennsylvania. That's where it is, right? <laughs> I, 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 I hope no, so. I think. No, wait. Is it? I think it's in New York. Is it? I think. Whatever. I was somewhere. <laughs> Wherever the fuck you are. You were in the Poconos. I was in the Poconos. <laughs> and I think it was uh, like the second to last day, penultimate day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, fucking, we go to the shooting range, right? And I'm like, yo. Everybody's like, yeah, we're about to go shoot guns. And so we get closer and closer. And all I hear is doom, 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 doom. You know, the guns, obviously. It's <laughs> just me doing doom, doom, doom. <laughs> and, and the closer I get and the more I hear it and we're standing up in the parking lot. And my friend was in the car sleeping the whole time, right? That, that'll bring up later. And I'm just there like, yo, I don't want to do this, right? Like, I just, I don't want to do this. Um, so I told my friends, I'm like, yo, I'm going to stay outside. And I called my friend. They were like, no, 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 and they were cool about it. And so I, you know, I went inside. I, I stayed outside the whole time, freezing my ass off when I could be in the car. <laughs> but I was on the phone. And then I thought about it post, right? Mm. And I reflected on it. And the reason I do it, and this is my mentality then, which is, doesn't differ so much now, but my mentality then was like, people die from the hands of this. Like, you know, people actually die from the hands of this thing. And, um, and I don't want to feel that. Like, I'm not saying I'm killing somebody by shooting a gun, but I don't want to get any step closer to having that urge to want to shoot a gun again. You know what I mean? Because that leads me to only one. And like, look, there's small statistics on like kids killing themselves by mistake or, or their parents because there's a gun in the house. I'm a big person about probability. I don't want that happening to me. And um, just in general, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just felt like I was like, I was not hitting on it, but I just don't want to partake, you know? And so I really just stood away 
because I just feel like you gotta you gotta earn that right to be shooting a gun like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I think police officers, if they have one, they should be able to obviously train. I, shout out to Emil, my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cut his name. He probably don't want to say that, but um, he's like the best shooter in this like area when he started. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. But like imagine that same sentence, but he wasn't a cop. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like well, well for what? You know what I mean? Like in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so. Now, like now, when I think about it now, like I kind of still feel the same way. I don't really care about shooting gun. But one time I asked them, like, "Yo, take me to a range because I think because you're certified, like, and if I want to know ever, just to know." Uh, and I seen some other person talk. I forgot his name. I feel terrible, but he he kind of flipped me my whole side on like, I really want to put it, I'll put his name right here or some shit because like he's really he really convinced me a lot. Yeah, boom. <laughs> there you are. Um, and and I. As silly as it sounds, like we're allowed to like smoke a cigarette, have a drink, and also do things like go to the park or whatever, right? And shooting a gun is fun. I would imagine shooting a gun is very, very fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it ha- like bank, we do it virtually, and we do it like you know almost in any version of water guns, blah blah blah. You know, so we not that we have this urge, but because it exists, we want to do it. You know, so I think, I think the standards just need to go up for who can, and mm-hmm. anybody can buy a, gun, buy a gun because lately in every shooting. Literally, the, the, the last sentence they always say is um, they this person gun, like, le- illegally or no, no, they were legally or... able to purchase a gun. Oh. Yeah, and it's just like I mean, that's a, yeah, it's even worse almost because it's just like think about what their mindset because they mm. were uh, they were depressed at the time. Like this this kid that just killed his family, which is interesting also because like he's um he killed I think his family was from Bangladesh, right? And um, not for nothing, but like when there's a white shooter, like people get really fucking tight, but people are very sympathetic for this um, child. Not calling him a murderer, like terrible person. Obviously he was suicidal and circumstances are different. I'm not saying that like, why don't we treat him as worse as the white kid, right? But why don't we treat him as worse as the white kid? You know what I mean? Like there's a little more sympathy there. Like, and it's a little fucked up when you kind of say things like, like what I just said, but it's also like, it kind of leaves space with some thinking room. You know what I mean? Like what if, the shooters like Dylan Roof and everything were suicidal also and killed themselves like ever, right? First of all, fuck that guy. But you know what I mean? Like, but think about it. Like, um, it, it's kind of interesting when you throw the word suicide in there, like almost like the Joker in the new one, right? Which I fucking love that movie, bro. I, I, I love all of it, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but when you think about that in itself, like uh, we kind of almost sympathize or at least like veer away from like looking at only him and, and criminalizing him because it's like this kid's life is fucked like you remember well of course you remember but and you probably know way more but when they read this profile when he read his own profile and he was tied to a radiator and beat by his parents and mm-hmm. stuff like that and oh my god you know and, and Breaking Bad is a great scene like that with the little kid with two heroin addicted yep. parents and everything method with the parents and oh my god so it's just everything is just crazy <laughs> you know? yeah I mean it's just like I don't know. That's so interesting to to hear that like people aren't like really saying anything bad about this kid or anything like that. I didn't know that part, but like which I, I don't speak for everybody, of course. But from the thing I saw, and like mm-hmm. you know, take a be at the comments and you know just you know he, yeah, people are just saying a little worse, less worse things, and you know yeah, and that's interesting to me. It's very that is interesting. I mean, like I don't know. I think as human beings, we are like we're we're morbid like we have morbid thoughts like it I agree like I never have a problem when someone says something kind of morbid and it's like it like and I'll and I'll, and I'll almost find it annoying and someone will be like oh it's kind of like dark <laughs> it's like 
okay? <laughs> as if you're, as if you weren't thinking it too. Yeah, it's yeah. like so we all, we all die, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a lot of people just like they, they project their fears about like their own thoughts onto other people. I feel like for sure, and it's like you're just saying this to this person because you have probably thought about doing that yourself, and it's like. The best example I could think of that, I guess, is like, um, I don't know if you heard about uh, that movie Cuties that was on Netflix. Cuties. Oh, yes, I have. It's fucking, it's a wild situation. It, it's it's such an like insane situation, yeah. and it's like, because the, the way that I heard about that movie was was my little cousin telling me about how awful this movie is, how bad it is, how disgusting it is, yeah. how perverted it is. You need to hate is. this. You need to hate this. You need like, to hate this. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and, I, and, and mind you, this kid is, is, is 14, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah. And he, um, he's just telling me all this, and I'm like, what the fuck is this movie about? And like, he tells me that it's like, that it just like sexualizes little girls and this and that, and like, that's the only thing the movie's about. And I was like, well, did you watch it? And he was like, no. And I was like, so how do you know that? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I've just like, it's just like, what's everyone, like everyone's like talking about it on YouTube or whatever. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And so you saw opinions and now you made it your own or you, did you form your own opinion? Like at that point I was like, I'll, I'll look into it, I guess. Cause this sounds kind of dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Open the door. How watching cuties in the fucking corner? And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I haven't watched the yeah. movie, but like the, what I, what I did look into about it is just like that it, it was a, it's a it was a French indie movie. Netflix bought it and yeah. they put it onto Netflix. Okay. So it like premiered in France in, in France and whatever in like and then it premiered later in here in the states on Netflix and whatnot. Uh-huh. And it was received well in France and okay. whatnot. And it got all the hate that it did here in the states. And a lot of that hate came from the marketing that Netflix is doing for the movie, which. Like in, in in that like corner, that is like justifiable because like the marketing, the advertising for the movie. The trailer was, was retar- like I'm stupid like, as fuck to do. Come on, bro. Like, what are you doing with that? It, like, it was it was really like very bad move. That that yeah. was that was uh, yeah. It was just a bad move. Yeah, yeah. But like from what I looked into the movie itself is like that the movie was made by a woman. Yeah. The this 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 trick she like uh, interviewed like hundreds of little girls. Yeah. She, I didn't know that. I didn't. She, the, apparently the movie, like, and she wrote the movie as well. She produced it as yeah. well. And uh, she says that a lot of it is kind of based off of her own experience as well. And this whole movie just kind of shows this reality that in society we sexualize women for sure. from a very young age. And that movie shows that. And so the and so all these people that are saying this movie's disgusting and perverted, how could anyone watch this? You're already watching those things every day in your life. Yeah, those are energy you getting mad <laughs> at what you're doing already, you know, exactly. or like what you're aiding by, you know, watching all the entertainment. Like it's that. like it's like I would imagine a lot of people that hate that movie are people that haven't seen it. And if you've seen it and hate it, you probably and and if you're saying things like anyone that likes this movie are gross and perverted and whatever, yeah. it's probably because you feel that. Yeah, way. I, I agree with that heavily. <laughs> I, I actually think um, my hoping I'm gonna just say this a little bad. I think if Little Miss Sunshine she takes off like she's dancing in front of a crowd, see a little young girl, and she's wearing like a tight dress, like whatever, a tight suit, almost like in that movie, right? And she performs, and it's supposed to be comedic and funny, and you know, and it's a great movie, whatever. Um, 
so that happens, right? And then Little Honey Boo Boo was a big thing, you know. Yeah. And already, fucking pageants were always a big thing for some strange reason, and that shit yeah. was already gross. No disrespect to if you do it, but it's just like I think the way parents go by it. Like I also think they're also um, put in the wrong light. Also, I don't think every parent that put their child on a pageant and they love to do it is a terrible person, but. I think the ones, the outliers that are really terrible represent them the most, you know what I mean? Because it becomes a corrupt thing at the end because you just want to win. But, uh, but aside all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, when it comes to that movie, Cuties, I just, I, I agree the trailer was, was really, like, just not strategic in terms of, you know, here. Very, very dumb. But people like controversy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bad, okay. Put it away somewhere. But, um... I also think that there's way worse movies showing worse things. I, I I don't think like I wasn't. It's not that I'm not offended by that, but for me it's like I'm not I'm not gonna watch that movie. Like I didn't. I'm not gonna watch that movie because I don't I don't care, right? Like, I, just, I just don't <laughs> yeah, care. Like I, I think like, there's better sources of gaining that information. Yeah, it's and, like I feel like I got that information enough just from reading about it. Yeah. Like like I I don't necessarily want to watch the movie either. And it's like you know I and the crazy thing is is that. When I do, when I do talk about when I started talking about this with my younger cousin, he was just like, "So you're defending the movie and stuff and whatever," and like he was being like really questionable about the things I was saying. Wow. And I was just like, "Let me remind you what our family did a couple of years ago when they had a barbecue party and they had a bunch of their friends over, and one of and one of someone's daughter started twerking on the like on the steps of the pool, and this oh girl God. was like seven, eight." old and everyone started like 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 going hey 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 you know and all that shit channer on that and, was like your guys version like you <laughs> yeah and like i i i remember That's stepping wild. i remember stepping like i was in the kid because whenever my family would have like massive like parties like that wow. i would just be in the basement i'd be like i'm a not <laughs> just look at the corner <laughs> yeah and so i i remember stepping out of the kitchen and like i had to go into the pool deck and whatever and I just fucking, I just see like what was happening, and I was just like, <laughs> and I just turned back around yeah, and went back inside, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it! And like yeah, I, yeah. I, and I reminded my my younger cousin about that, and he was like, Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> and I was like, And you're and you're upset with this movie? Yeah. Man. And he was like, Nah, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, this shit happens, and and. In yeah. life, every day, it happened with within our own family. We've seen it ourselves. Yeah. It's like women are sexualized from day one, and they're they're rewarded for it. Yeah, and, and it's just a yeah. You're not wrong. It's, it's an it's an awful statement. cycle, and it's like a yeah. I that 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 was like the best example I could think of. That no, nah, it was probably time example, but I couldn't. I can't think of a better example if I wanted to, bro. And it, I'm pretty imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's just shit like that. It's like you never like people don't ever want to accept the things that are happening in their life. And when they're portrayed in media, it can be very easy to accept those things or very difficult to accept those things. Like a lot of things in media are very subconscious in the things that they're spreading. No doubt. And it's like when you go back and watch movies, you're really like oh shit that makes a lot of sense of why I did this (laughs) like some things in certain movies in your life or TV shows or any kind of media are gonna stick to you you're gonna that's gonna like it kind of becomes like a party like I agree completely I I think movies can be almost like deep as fuck in regards to the viewer you know what I mean like this represents a little bit of you like a little bit of the you know and um, 
But fuck it, yo. I love crazy ass movies, man. I, I yeah. really love the crazy shit because I think like that's what you go to the movies for, you know. Like, first of all, fuck hostile. That shit was just ridiculous. <laughs> that shit was crazy, bro. Just gross. But you know, like, <laughs> like that's not even. I know I like saying like crazy shit to see, but they just went mad hard for no reason. But I just like when it's done really well. Like mm-hmm. from a clerks to like, I don't know. I never seen Freddy vs. Jason. I was always scared to watch Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. You know what I mean? But but I've, I started watching the old Freddy movies, and I can I can you know. I can just appreciate the effort, you know what I mean? Like, this shit, it was probably spooky as fuck, you know, beforehand. And um, I don't know, I think that's what made me fall in love, like, the, the wow factor of what you're able to do. Like, when, you're, when you leave me, like, holy fuck. Like, I can't think of anything recently. And I, I just fucking coronavirus, no movies and shit like that, but... <laughs> Uh, but, I've been um, watching a lot of classics and stuff and, like, movies in my backlog, like, during the pandemic and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, um... What's up? I'm trying to remember some movies that I watched. Nice last, Guys, like, to me, was fucking awesome, man. That movie's I, I, I great. I really loved it. I watched it. that movie twice in theaters, hey. I was like, yo, this movie's awesome. I love this shit. I watched it on my windowsill on my iPhone, and <laughs> it was awesome because, like, the whole backdrop was dark. It was at nighttime, and then, you know how it has, like, neon lights and everything? Mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. Um, I, I think... I think Movies can can go deep into your psyche. You feel me? Yeah. They don't have to, but they really do. And um, like I remember, uh, we, we watched uh, American Psycho. What is it? American Psycho yeah. with friends to show friend that shit, right? Um, Lord, that's a friend of ours. And um, I, he was telling me he was like, "Yo, after I watched that movie, you know, it kind of fucks with you." I'm like, "Hell yeah, that shit fucks with you." Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't just watch that movie to have fun. Like, I can't even watch. Like, I enjoyed that movie, you know. Like, when I'm trying to show somebody it. But that's about it, bro. Like I couldn't when we were there, I couldn't even stand watching some of those scenes because it's pretty crazy and, and holy fuck, bro. Like you think about the times you do did watch it, and you're like, yo, I'm pretty fucked for that, you know. Uh, but I, 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 I just remembered uh, uh, three movies like in the last like two years that like really like had me like shook. Which one? Two of them are older movies. One, one of them I had finally seen uh, uh, the Zodiac Killer. That shit is crazy, bro. I that shit have is never ridiculous. seen that, and uh, I was like, Jake wow. Gyllenhaal, shout out to Jake Gyllenhaal. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Killed it in that movie. And, like, who, who directed it? it wasn't it uh, the same guy that did The Nice Guys? I'm not sure, honestly speaking. I just know um, it's him and then Michael Pena, if I'm not mistaken. If yeah, I'm not Michael mistaken, Pena's I in it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is even in it, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark Ruffalo's in it, too, Mark actually. Ruffalo. I might be confused with Mark Ruffalo and Michael Pena. I'm not sure. About I'm not, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo, not Whoops. Michael Pena. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to Michael Bannon, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, no, um, that movie was fucking wild. You know that what's movie, crazy? The, the like, first scene when he just stabs him in the stomach. I, I think it, it, his it, stomach is out and he just boom, boom, boom. Oh, my God, bro. That's that, fucking wild. That opening scene to that Jeez. movie gave me chills, dude. Yeah, the, the other movie that I was that is also an older movie that I watched for the first time was The Blair Witch Project. Uh, the the first one, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? What do you think of it? I loved it. Yeah? It, it, I, if I remember, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, if I'm not I, mistaken. Like, yeah. for me, when it comes to horror, I very much love horror that does not show you it. Because, like... Because okay. my, my, my big, like, a snooty gripe and whatever of, like, genre labeling, in especially with movies yeah. and whatnot, is that, like, for movies, they sell thrillers and then they also sell horror movies. But... Like there, there's a difference between horror and suspense and thriller. Definitely, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And and like I feel like the movie business knows that it's not easy to sell a suspense movie. I feel like people, if they if they if there's a suspense genre, people would be like, well, what the fuck is that? It's easy to just say horror and thriller. And so because of that, a yeah. lot of people assume that horror needs it's to have true. something like 
mystical or like elemental or whatever the case is. So when it doesn't have something otherworldly in it, it it's a thriller. And like that annoys me. And it's like I know what you mean. So like Annabelle is automatically a horror, but let's see, like uh, a serial killer movie is like almost a thriller. Yes. He doesn't kill nobody in it, right? Or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Like like there there's this movie Green Room that I love. I love that movie. Holy fuck! That I've so never met good. another person that's seen Yo, that movie. First that... of all, shout out to this guy right here. What's his uh, name? Uh, I forget. Uh, um, Elijah Elijah whatever. A- Anton Yel Anton Yel. I forget his last name, but yeah. it's Anton Yelp. That whole that whole film was ridiculous. That, that movie's amazing, yeah. and like oh, I, 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 I consider wow. that movie a horror movie. That is a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, it's super. It's it's. Su- I just want to watch that shit. Man. It, it, it's um, the one scene that I just want to point out. I know if I'm pointing out scenes, and you know, you know, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> the when the when, he, when Elijah Wood puts out his arm, and they just stab at it, and he starts Dude, screaming. Yes, and he starts. I've never like. He looks like he actually got his arm stabbed in, man. Oh my! It's and there's no hope in that movie. There's no oh, hope, oh. and Patrick Stewart in that movie oh is so God. menacing. Yeah, like Patrick's God. like fucking Professor yeah. X as a neo-Nazi. <laughs> I'm trying to. I wanna. I wanna give a shout out to somebody who, who showed me that movie because I just remember drinking wild turkey and smoking old weed to that movie because of, of this guy. I know Sarah was there and, and my friend. Whatever starts with the A, if I remember. Thank you, because that movie was great, and I remember that it started getting a little more popular, like because it was on Netflix, I think, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it went a bar, so now I was like, "Yo, you gotta check out this um, shit called Green Room." Mind you, not an alcohol bar; it was like a kava bar. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and I was like, "Yo, that movie's fucking good, bro." Um, and then now you mentioning it. No, that's that is a horror movie because it's terrifying almost, and yeah, it doesn't need to have monsters or nothing like that. And, that's terrifying. Yeah. And and like, cause the cause. The more like technical like difference between horror and suspense is that horror is is the buildup. Horror is what has you gripping the edge yeah. of your seat. Suspense hoop. is the actual scare because you are like finally like letting it out. Would you say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a horror? Because I don't. I'm scared of the movie. I've never seen the whole thing. I yeah. I actually haven't seen Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I'm just. I'm it's on my just list. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so it, scared of the, the movie, bro. Like. Body horror movies are a little out there for me, just because it's like that, like that kind of like crazy, like serial gore. Yeah, that's like, just really can be a bit much for me. So that, like, that movie's on my list. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's like, fucking wild, bro. Like, I, I mean, only because like when you just hear the story and how true it is, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what makes it really, yeah, like rancid to like even think about watching, you know? So. I don't know, but I, I gotta do myself justice. That, that's why I don't like didn't like Hostel because I just felt like it just really fucked with you. It, it's like when you go on, on the internet for the first time and you see a guy get beheaded and you're like, oh well, now my mind is ruined. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like that's literally what that is. You go check Hostel out. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like if you're trying to watch like, during Halloween, check it out. <laughs> I I had to I had to watch a really gross because I took a horror film class last year awesome. and. I had to watch a really gross body horror movie. It was a French body horror movie called Inside. Inside. And it was about this pregnant chick who is alone by herself for a night. And this woman is trying to kill her and take her baby. Like, and it is disgustingly, like, fucking real. And the the movie, like, is really... Uh, I'm gonna give you some more, buddy. 
they they really like sell the movie for how real the practical effects are and stuff like there's a moment where she has like a nightmare and like some she falls on the floor and there's like something pulsing out of her mouth (laughs) and it looks so real to the point where it's like you can't look away and to me i was also like how the fuck did they do that? Yeah. That's disgusting. What the fuck? Like, I bet you it's something just so little and then the lighting is right and just... Oh, I saw like something incredible. Like, like, what do you think about directors that shoot movies like that then? Like, what do well, you think this my, is about that? Well, my favorite... One of my favorite directors is Sam Raimi. I don't know if Sam you, Raimi. Yeah, he directed the Evil Dead movies. Okay, I still have to watch those movies. Okay. Those movies are, like, easily some of my favorite movies of all time. Awesome. Like, because... They, they're they're horror movies but they're also comedy movies because the gore in it is so comedic like it it's it's a really gross movie nice. but it's fucking funny <laughs> like I feel that there's a whole moment in Evil Dead 2 where Ash the main character gets bit by like one of the zombies or whatever nah. and he to, to stop the infection he like chops off his hand rational and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> what happens is that the hand is still alive as like a zombie awesome. and so it's a zombie <laughs> hand and like you watch Ash like start fighting his own hand and it like they even have like little sound effects and it's making Hello. little like scratchy noises yeah. and just running around and you're just watching Ash fighting his own hand and it's so stupid <laughs> and gross looking and it's so awesome it, it, it's just <laughs> it's done just, correctly you know this is when the joke yeah, comes Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I. Uh, the, um, what's her What's her name? Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon just got shot by the Joker, and she is falling. I, I wanted to say that. Um, first of all, let's prefer this right now. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, the. I don't mean this, really, but I, I kind of do. I think the best horror movie I've seen in the like the last decade. I know that sounds crazy, because I haven't watched a lot of horror movies. Right? Is I think uh, the Witch. Um, you know, I love that movie, and dude. So, so that's why, like, I, I personally think that it's so good because, like, I know like, if a lot of people watch it, but like, this show is so boring. What the fuck? But it's like, no, no, like, the first of the music is amazing. It's perfect, and it captured. <laughs> you know, like, it does. Yeah, what I've a never met movie. another person that likes that movie, yeah. dude. Holy I, I saw shit. one of my friend Chris. Shout to Chris. Oh, Fucking, the, I, I just, what I, I feel like what they did correctly was make a real horror movie like the way they almost did beforehand you know what I mean mm. and and it was just so cinematic so played on well and, and the acting wasn't exaggerated and if you just stayed in tune with the movie you kind of zoned out and even in the end when it, when it got like them in the air just I don't know being actual witches it's like wow like you're so you know, like, like immersed like, into it yeah man you're years, like this like, I can get, can get with this and she joins in and, and then it <sighs> ends and you're like but, oh, but I will say Midsummer also was great. You gotta check that I, shit out. Bro. I've seen Midsummer. I fucking I, think that shit was good. I loved it my, a lot. My favorite horror movie the last decade, which is from the director of Midsummer, is Hereditary. Hereditary is That's I, a fantastic I, movie. I did a whole project on That's that awesome. movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it was really fucking great. Like I think that movie has some of the best writing, acting, and especially camera work of any like horror film. But it was pretty scary and everything, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like because it the what I love about that movie about Hereditary so much is that it's a horror movie, but it's also like this melodrama for like a majority of it. And that's what's all that's what also like makes it horrifying because it makes it feel so 
real. Everything is so normal until it's not. Yeah, and then that shit gets really fucking weird. And when shit gets real, you're like, oh my (laughs) god. Like, it's it's terrifying. Like, that movie is so scary because you get so sucked into these people's lives and the drama and and the death in their family you're and almost part of that family and everything you almost you feel watching. a part of that yeah, family yeah. it's actually the, really great the director he made that house they built that house That's amazing. I don't know for that, that film because he was like i want to be able because for the camera work and stuff he was like i want to be able to see as much as possible all the time in the house like the camera work in that movie is just fucking phenomenal. Like that guy is so smart with what he does with the camera. It's getting like, the shit out of me. The head, boom. You know what I mean? That, but let me ask you this: Now, have you ever read a comic scarier than you have watched the movie? If that question. Makes yes. Sense. Okay, because I don't know anything. Yes, about actually, that. Okay. very recently, actually. Okay, okay cool, cool. Which the, there's a horror comic that just finished uh, uh, a couple few months ago now called Gideon Falls. Gideon Falls. That's awesome. It's written by Jeff Lemire and drawn by by Andrea Sorrentino. Okay. And I don't and, know who these guys are, but I'm sure they're fucking they, talented. <laughs> they're, they're great guys. Okay. And I'm unfortunately blanking on the name of the letterer. But the letterer does amazing job on this book awesome. because we'll put the, it there later. The lettering, <laughs> okay. yeah, honestly, because the lettering in the, in that book is what actually scared me. What is the lettering like? The way they the, the actual font. So it, the the person that does the lettering in a comic is the guy who makes the speech bubbles. Oh, okay. that guy is the, who adds a sound effect, a sound like uh, things that you see on the Bring page. Bring life to like the that. story already, almost. Pretty like, much. So like, but kind of like. You can almost look at comics as an assembly line in a way where it's like it gets written, then it gets penciled, then it gets inked, then it gets colored, then it gets lettered, and then it gets printed. Those are and all. And that the doesn't steps. change. That doesn't, I mean, of course, there's tweaks and whatever, but that pretty much has been the process for it. That, I mean, that that is a process, that is the process to it. For it yeah. And like the only thing awesome. that changes in that process are the people who do it, because there are certain artists who only do pencils. And so and then you have a penciler and then an inker on a comic. There are artists who do both the pencils and the ink. So and then you'll see artists yeah. or pencils and inks by this person. Okay. And then there are people who do who write and draw. So you'll see written and drawn by this person. And then there are like there are comics that are everything done by one person. And that takes multi-talent work, right? And and it, and it can make it break the story, of course, yeah. right? Like pretty much in Pretty game. much. Like the, there's a like there's this one writer uh, who be, like who started becoming a, more of an artist. His name is Sean Gordon Murphy. Sean Gordon Murphy. He, he's a DC writer, uh, and he started doing more art like in his career. And eventually, he writ he he wrote and drew his own Batman story. Awesome. And that's awesome. he was so happy with doing it that he decided to never work with another writer or artist again. Really. Any so now all the comics that he makes are written and drawn by him solely. He he gets this other dude, this colorist Matt Hollingsworth, who does all the colors for all the comics he makes now. But he writes and draws them all, and he he made that decision uh, a couple few years ago. So that like that's pretty great in in that light. And so that's not easy, bro. That's not not easy at all. Fuck out of here. That's how much time you have. (laughs) Yeah, but like. With uh, with with Gideon Falls, like okay, yeah, yeah. kind, yeah, kind of like the like premise of it is like there's this uh, this pastor 
who who go who moves into this new town. Like he he leaves this town. He's moving to Gideon Falls, like a new town to him, and he's going to become the new pastor of the church there. And like he he kind of has like a weird past. People kind of heard about him. They don't okay. really know what his deal is. And pastor, right? Anyway? Yeah. Okay. And so um, and there's this other dude in in Gideon Falls who. Who has like a lot of fucked up shit going on in his head? He sees therapy, he's going to therapy for it and whatnot. And he talks a lot about this thing called the Black Barn. The Black Barn. That lives in Gideon Falls. And the man who smiles is like lives in the Black Barn and he's gonna like destroy everything pretty much. And he, what he does, he wears a mask all the time and stuff. And like this book started in like 2016, 2017. Okay. He, like he just wears a mask because he digs through the trash, like throughout Gideon Falls, collecting pieces of wood that he believes are pieces of wood to the black barn because he's collecting all those pieces to recreate the black, the black barn. barn. Okay. And his sister that is like, fucking scary already, bro. And his <laughs> sister is the sheriff of the town. Uh-huh. And like he, like they, they kind of have like a. Well, no, wait, I'm sorry. There's there's a sheriff in the town who has a brother um, that mysteriously disappeared at some point in their childhood. Okay. And, like, she's a sheriff of the town, whatever. She's kind of, like, uptight and, and whatnot. And her father um, uh, used to be a school bus driver. And he's now kind of gone crazy because he believes that his son disappeared into the black barn. Okay. Because there's that been... That a motive to go out there, go back into the black barn. Because there's been, like, in the town of Gideon Falls, there's been, like, stories and tales and myths of the Black Barn. Okay. And so, like, his, her dad just kind of gets caught up in all of that and, like... Why does that bring so much fear to me when I hear the Black Barn? Anytime you say that, I just get, like, what the fuck If you see the art to it, too, because what Andrea Sorrentino does with his art, especially for the... Because, like, in general, he... He, he's he's a very unique artist in the way where he creates his panels because okay. he doesn't create like square rectangular panels for a lot of his things. He'll he'll make weird shapes for his panels instead. Like sometimes he'll have like two like uh, circles, That's like cool as almost fuck. creating like a Venn diagram. I'm just, I'm getting, like, and anything, so like just each something. like space is a different panel in a sense and like non traditional. Like, yeah, he yeah he like he's very non traditional wow. in his storytelling that way. I like, like that. It when so like because he, he almost uses it in his advantage to, to to he he uses his art as a language almost alongside the writing where it's like when the panels start to get weird when the art starts to get weird that's when things are getting weird that's cool as fuck like you there there's a there's there, there's this one great uh like splash page uh, in a like one of the most like recent issues of it where it was a, a cube and like almost like a Rubik's cube, and so every little square was a different That's panel. That's fucking ridiculous. And I'm just That's like, oh man, this this dude just uh, he does great work with his art. But like the thing that it's scared me one time to like read it was um, the pastor and and the therapist at like after a bunch of shit, like everyone like different like all these different storylines are converging into one, and yeah. like they're kind of in this whole like fucked up like landscape. And the pastor and the therapist are lost somewhere. They don't know where they are. They're like in the middle of some shit. They're like of, this, of these dead woods, and they're trying to find anyone. And all you see coming out of like the because the Andrea Sorrentino he drew the ground uh, as full black, and so coming out of the full black, you see the letterings of Critch, K R I T C H, Critch, and it's like it, it's not fully like 
made it's scattered it's almost like dirty looking and it's like slowly coming out of the ground and you don't notice it at first and with each panel you see more critches coming up like in and out and then by the third panel they're like will you hear something and it's like you just see the critches coming more and more like out of like the ground and like from like the like the background and stuff oh my god and reading that like made me like nervous i was like Oh, I think it's led, uh, like, the wording of things, like, like black bond critch and all and that like, stuff. Nah, and, that sounds crazy. And all you see is the critches start like filling oh up the God. panels, and these guys are running, and you open up to a splash page of these massive sized cockroaches chasing oh, them. God, and I was just like, <laughs> that's like oh, yeah. God, no. That's awesome. Like, that, that's, uh, I've never heard of some shit like that before. And because like, I'm sure, like, there's literally millions of comics. Actually, there's a, they, there's opened up comic. Um, they've opened up comic book shops not so far from here. Um, I think I seen that on Google Maps. Yeah, yeah, I think Action Action City yes. Comics. Yeah, I, I was gonna though. say Adam. <laughs> Adam's <laughs> Comics. <laughs> but the reason I ask is because like um, people, I don't think a lot of people read a lot right now. You know, I'm sure plenty of people do. So don't fucking you know come at me for saying that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that like. I don't read and it's common to say people will watch things more than read I think so you know otherwise there would be a Netflix for books you know what I mean um, but I mean you, you write comics yourself no like you try to you know, are you an aspiring comic regardless would you say yeah I mean like I started reading comics uh, like well I kind of always read comics like it kind of started with the movies in a sense where like my parents would go see me to like watch the original like X-Men movies from like the early 2000s and things like that. Nice. My mom loves those movies. They blessed you. They blessed and that that's kind of where my curiosity started and whenever a new superhero movie was out there was always the same guy outside the theaters selling old comics. And every time I got to see a superhero movie my parents would buy me some comics outside the theater. And so growing up, I kind of always had like random comics, random issues of certain things, and I would read them and I enjoyed it. And my uncle, uh, when he was a kid, he grew up reading comics. And so my my cousin and I uh, have read through his collection sometimes and whatever. And, <laughs> like my cousin and I like would read through his collection sometimes growing up. Oh. Like he, my, my uncle has the original issue original issue two of the Ninja Turtles like wow. book, like the very first issue two he owns not to just monetize it but how much would that cost to buy today? well I mean he like he, he kept it in shitty condition so okay, okay. it's probably not worth like anything to okay. be honest not, but the, but the but principle like, of it the principle of, like, he has that he has yeah. the original issue uh, issue four of right. Secret Wars and Secret Wars is one of the very first big Marvel events that happened that kind of rebooted stuff for the first time in the Marvel Universe because it was the first time in the Marvel Universe where things got congested and they were like yo we gotta like switch it up so like, it started expanding and so Secret Wars wasn't this massive event that caused the first like like real reboot in the Marvel Universe and like my uncle owns the original issue forward to that like series and so the first time that I was reading Secret Wars I was reading it digitally and once I got to issue four I was like I know what I'm doing <laughs> I put down the tablet I, yeah, I got yeah. my uncle's issue four and I read it physically and I was like this is amazing yeah, I feel like that's really important and, that you do that man that's, that's and, dope yeah and like I, I started reading comics more seriously my freshman year of, uh, of no not of college of high school okay um and it was pretty funny how it happened because my, my cousin called me one day and he we were just talking and he was like, you know, like, 
I'm thinking of like maybe like buying some comics and I was like I was thinking the same fucking thing I was literally just thinking the other day like I read comics randomly why why don't I just start at a storyline why don't I start from an issue one of something and actually continue it yeah. like that's a thing people do why haven't I done that and so my cousin and I were like let's do it and so very early on we built a shared comic collection where we would buy comics and share them with each other to get the best out of like our broke asses at the time and you would continue like the comic how can I say it? like if you bought issue number one you would seek out number two and three or just well, random well, assortment the way things. that we start is that we started with reading uh, trade backs trade. which are like the little collections like volumes pretty much okay so we would collect volumes nice and so we shows how little I know about comics. Yes, <laughs> no, it, to it's be honest, fun. you know, like it, 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 it's a, it, there's a lot of jargon, like a lot of like specific uh, words and okay, okay. all that shit. Uh, but like, like um, what the way that we broke it up is that we gave each other characters. Where like my cousin was like, oh, like I'll get like Batman comics and stuff, and I was like, cool, and I'll get like Flash comics, and like we'd read like the volumes that we had of it and just like read them off of each other. And that's kind of how we started reading comics. And like, that's how we got the most out of not having a lot of money, too. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I hear that a lot, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's like that. Like, I hear that a lot. But, like, that's awesome because, you know, like, it's expensive to watch TV. It's expensive to seek out blah, 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 all this stuff. And comic books have always been a source of, like, yo, you read it. You know, they're not the most expensive things. I'm just trying to get the crazy comic books, I guess, now. Well, comics know, are expensive now. Now right? now they're fucking expensive. An issue fuck, is you know? $4. And it used to be what? I'm just saying, like, less a, than an issue sure, used to be sure An issue used to be, like, a dollar or something, like, back in, like, the 70s and 80s, I believe. Oh, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. I could be entirely wrong on that. But, it, like, I've had comic writers tell me before, like, it's insane that you pay $4 for every single one of these. I imagine Thank you can always you. just print them out, you know <laughs> like, what I mean? Like, print these shits out real quick and distribute it to everybody. You can't imagine. No, it, it, I mean that. I mean there. You can uh, like illegally download comics. Like that. That is that's a thing, thing right? Like, God like, damn it, people. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I've never heard of that shit in my life. Illegally downloading comics. Yeah, because the whole comic. Wow. Because like, you can read all your comics digitally today. Like you yeah. don't have to buy new comics physically. Yeah, I like, bought Attack on Titan on my computer. Yeah, like they computer. they all new comics are put out digitally same days physically. Like you just had to buy it digitally, yeah. but since you can buy it digitally that also means you can download it illegally <laughs> that's hilarious so, I, didn't, I never thought of it like that I only think of movies music and all that stuff yeah you know, no any anything on the internet you could do illegally I'm sure of it I think you think that affects um, uh, a comic book writer more than it affects an artist that makes music because I think um, so because we think about the income I know I, I think, think, think you told me I that think it's different strokes yeah I think it's different strokes because it's like because it, it's I, I would say it's maybe on a bigger scale in terms of music oh. but in respects to like the comic industry and whatnot like it's not easy like being a comic creator from what I see like sure. to to actually make a lot of money from making comics you need to be that person that created that one great that's thing. what I'm thinking you can't just be casually like, making what you want and make and, a living off of it and even and even still with that it's like there are a lot of humble writers that and artists that don't want to make the next big thing that oh, they just want to tell like their stories and that that's where that conflict will come in for comic creators because I think I mentioned this to you before where it's like you'll see like a writer and an artist make an indie comic together and then 
like the uh, Marvel and DC will either either one of them will pick them up and the writer will shoot to starter, but the artist more often than not will will not. Like the artist will kind of be left behind, and because by that point, like the Marvel and because a lot of the times with Marvel and DC especially they they have like a master plan for things. It's like they they have like writers summits and and like. Uh, not even writer summits, creator summits is what they call it at Marvel and DC, where it's like, since there are so many comics in terms of the Batman world, like you can buy Batman comics, Detective Comics, Nightwing, uh, uh, Batgirl, um, uh, Red Hood, like, since all these characters have their own series, they'll have something called the Bat Summit at DC. The Bat what? A Bat Summit. The Bat Summit, okay. Where pretty much all the writers and artists of all these Batman books show up, like, show up, and they pretty much work together of like, this is what's happening. This is what we need to do. Yeah. This is the end goal of what we want to do with this character. How do we get there? Yeah. And so... So they really strategize the story. Like they're not just trying to bring you something. They're like, no, there's a fan base around this. So we it, need to make sure yeah, everything makes sense. Exactly. Entertaining it, at the same time. Like, it, Marvel and DC like shouldn't be the end goal for a lot of comic creators in that sense because... You know, as much as I love Marvel and DC, as much as I will read Marvel and DC comics for the rest of my life, pretty much, and I do want to write for them, it is like working for a business at the end of the yeah. day. More a, so than maybe a passionate side. Like the passion will be there. The, but yeah, business it's, first. It's more. Yeah, it's more of a stripped down version of the industry where it's like I, you I, really I, see the the gears turning in it. You really see the machine behind everything. Would you say they're destroying and bettering comic books altogether, Marvel and DC at the same time? I think, I think, I think Marvel and DC, in terms of their comics, are making it better. But the movies, I think, do a little bit of both. Because where I'm a person that started reading comics because of the movies, there are a lot of people that have not done that. My, my brother has my brother has told me about how he has gotten bullied in middle school for reading comics. Very Regardless weird. that People those so that those kids are gonna go watch the next MCU movie. That's very interesting too. And so it's like it's the fact that that's still happening today. Yeah. And it's like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And there's still a stigma behind comic books there, yeah. there is like, I did not know that I thought like it's cool as fuck to be reading comic books because I think like most of the people I know end up reading like comic books you know what I mean and I I, I don't read enough of them but I, I appreciate comic books as much as I appreciate like a good ass just photo or picture you know it's, it's talent yeah. entertaining and very different from what you usually see like yeah you know? and like I, I love comics for the medium that it is trust and... the person with the comic book in their hand they're probably cooler than you know my best <laughs> yeah I mean I love comics for the medium yeah that it is but like there is like there people still do hold a stigma like with it of like it being childish or whatever the case is yeah, I, like, I guess I can see but not, not in the justifying way I guess in the cliche old like mm. barbaric thinking of way like, yeah and like you so see dumb, you see that with even how some people react towards the MCU like Martin Scorsese referring to it as like a music park and oh, there we go, like music park. There we go. and it's like for a lot of people comic books still aren't a serious thing and yeah. it's like I understand that I, I, I can I can get that. It, it's just, I would, I would hope that more people would just respect it for what it does and just understand it as a medium. Like in terms of the movies, it annoys me when people say, "Oh, superhero fatigue." Yeah. It's like, what is that superhero fatigue? Actually, like it, it's just a stupid term where people will say, like, "Oh, 
I don't want to watch like the next like superhero movie. I, I'm kind of dealing with like superhero fatigue. Oh, okay. And it's like, <laughs> and I've heard people like say it's like, oh, like superhero movies are gonna die because of superhero fatigue. People are getting tired of superhero movies. No way. People and then Endgame became the most like grossing like movie yeah. of all time, but now Avatar is in it again. Whatever. I don't know. I think but, I think <laughs> anything imaginative like that. Like first off, if you're hating on a superhero movie, like at the end of the day, like what. Not to like you know strip it away from its importance. I think those movies are important to a lot of people, but it's also there for the kids. You know what I mean? Like it's always been there for the kids. Yeah. Right? And so like I think that's super. That's an awesome shot right there. Jesus Christ, the Joker holding his I head. Mean, that oh that shot was ripped straight from the comics. That's fucking beautiful. That was the Joker showing his face. Wow. Anyway, but um, but but when you think about it being for the children, you know what I mean? Like I know that sounds kind of like cheesy, like all oh, for the kids. For the you know? kids. Yeah, we are the children. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, but. It's also like crucial, you know, like and the fact that it's entertaining to not only adults but kids and everything in the middle, even like old people and stuff like that. Like, man, I think, I think it does a great thing for the world. I think when a thing just becomes so popular, it's bound to get hate. And with social media and vocal presence being in everybody's like ear, it's like it's popular to hate it. It's popular to not hate it, and it's gross because like I only didn't watch some of it because there's so much, and I'm so busy. I'm just like I'm not really that busy, lazy. but um. So I'm just, you know, I'm, it's hard to keep up for me. But I don't know, like, I guess a part of me hasn't watched a superhero movie because it's like, there's just so much to it. But I appreciate that shit. I loved Spider-Man in general when I was younger. Like, that was, I'm not gonna say that's my favorite superhero, but it kind of is. <laughs> but but I, it's different for you, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. perfectly cool because like, your passion is, is um, justified and proven. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, and it's like, it's not even like I'm, like, I don't understand how people can't like these movies or can't like comic books or anything yeah. like that. It's just more so, I can't understand how some people don't accept it as simply a genre. And it's like, especially with superhero movies, it's like the fact that people think that like superhero fatigue is a thing or whatever, it's like, I think a lot of people just need to accept that superhero movies are gonna be like going on for a long time. And you just need to kind of accept that. It's just... It's never going to really stop to be Yeah, honest. like, it's just become its own genre at this point. Like, you don't... You just need to accept that, like, it's a thing. If it's not your thing, then okay. Supply and demand, yo. People are going to always want superheroes. Exactly. And you're right, yeah. It's not like, like we, there's a reason why comic books are still going on today. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea that the movies are just going to stop because people are going to get bored or tired is ridiculous to me. Yeah, I don't believe but, I, but then you think of the newspapers, you know? Like, there's actual things called ghost towns. And ghost towns don't have newspapers at all anymore, like the physical copy, right? So, do you think it'll ever stop being a thing? The physical copies of comic books? Because I think of holographic comic books. I mean, it's a scary thing, but apparently in 2020, even in amidst the pandemic, uh, the comic book industry sold the most physical comics it's ever sold in history. Really? Wait, I missed them? Oh, shit, that's fucking crazy. Through, like, just in general, right? Just comic books in general? Yeah, throughout comic book history, they sold the most physical copies for the first time in history in the pandemic. <coughs> like, that's I think that's pretty insane. Like, I saw that, I was like, wow. Ooh, like, that's really surprising. Like, I know right now art is selling the most it's ever been, especially with the pandemic. Like, independent art and all that stuff is really popular right now. But I didn't know that. That's fucking Yeah, hard. I was, like, e even a lot of comic book creators were surprised to see that. They were like, wow. <laughs> and people say, like, print is dead. <laughs> like, clearly it's not dead. It is still alive and well. Uh, it, I, I think, you know, I, like, I think comics are great and, like, 
we, when it started for me with reading comics in freshman year of high school, like it started off very slow, and then it wasn't until it wasn't until my junior year of high school where I started actually going to the comic book store and started buying comics weekly. Okay. Because comics come out every Wednesday. That's like that. It's that's the day. Because I know it's video game. Oh, no, Shout out to the motorcycles. <laughs> Hold on. So comic books come out on Wednesdays. Uh, movies come out on Tuesdays. Oh, video games come, come out. out on yeah, video games come out on Tuesdays. Movies come out on Fridays. Movies come out on Friday. There we go. But okay, continue. So yeah, comic like, books come out on so like because so. by that point I was living upstate and I was like, I should just really fulfill this like white boy lifestyle and go to the local comic book store. And so that's what I would start doing. And I would start reading my comics weekly. And that's when I started buying issues. Because okay. issues are what come out every week. And like different storylines and different books will come out on a different schedule. Like some comics will come out monthly. Okay. Others will come out bi-weekly. Um, According to storyline, I'm assuming. Like that makes sense. No, like it's more so just scheduling. Oh, okay. It, like yeah. It, okay. Because like for because uh, for some comics like for some creators it's not easy to release a comic every two weeks. Yeah. So okay. they so they'll have that book come out monthly. It's like a musician. Give me a song every week. Chill. That's why. <laughs> yeah. That's whole deal. So like for other creators it's easier. Like other creators are able to like go by uh, do this bi-weekly schedule for their comics and things like that. Okay. And uh, sometimes. There will be special like events and things like that where a certain series will come out weekly, and those are always like really fun, of course, and exciting because it's like every week you're really like, oh, oh shit, waiting, let's waiting. see what's gonna happen next. Like at that point, it almost becomes like TV. <laughs> and, I, no, I mean it is, like, and, and books are like not to be like cheesy, but books are great, man. Books, co- books are comic books. I mean, I would assume so. Like it has it in the title, and um, I don't know, man. It's just a different round that I think. I just like, you can see how much I don't know about it now. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, very I mean, interesting. It's understandable. Like, no, no, for like, sure. You, like, I, I mean, I, I would ask: Have you ever read a comic? Um, I think one of the this this is a comic book called Bones. I think Bones. so. You know, a little I've bit read, of Bones. Bones. You know, a little bit of Bones. Um, Captain Underpants was also really fun. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite when I was a kid. Um, and I also uh, wrote comic books called Pencil and Paper. That, that's the only thing oh, I've done. I did like a whole series and stuff like that with experiments and whatever. And then, aside from that, like, my, my ultimate goal was to put it in a newspaper, a little comic book. But, I don't know. I Eventually, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Right? Like, that was, like, my dream when I was younger, right? But, I don't know. I think cartoons now are kind of trash. And not all of them, of <laughs> course. Like, when it comes to mainstream cartoons, like, I know they're kind of daring. Like, regular show is great and all the content. Like, I even, like, Chowder, Flapjack, all those things. They were fun shows. But they didn't last long. They didn't last long. And, and I, I, I never understood that because they were what a cartoon was supposed to be. Wacky, like, boing, like, you know, literally stuff like that, you know. But just on a darker level where it's always kind of been dark, you know. And um, so, like, even rewatching those shows, like, like when you're older is, like... Still, just as enjoyable. Yes. Like my my brother yes. and I are rewatching all of Adventure Time right now. Yeah, man, that show's fucking awesome. Great, you know what man. I mean? It's so good. Yes, and and so for shows to even captivate the because it's made for a lot of audience. It's not just made for little children. You know what I mean? I think that's lost in most mainstream cartoons. And I think the way we're developing cartoons, like younger children wise, it's just weird geometric figures with way too sophisticated talking about boring stuff that nobody cares about. There's no there's no I fun think, uh, like jokes I, no more I, you know? I think what really died was Saturday morning cartoons oh, that's what I I'm think, talking about I think in general people just I started waking up later and so it was like <laughs> that's what happened because I'm so serious because it's like you look at that's some shows said. like on Cartoon Network that like would air like I remember at a certain point I started missing out on like the newer episodes of like 
like uh, fucking Ninja me, Turtles, like back in the day, and like Teen Titans and shit like that. And I would have to wait for like reruns. And yeah, it's, like, yeah, that sucked. Oh, and it's like, yeah, I, I think commercials and shit all the time. Yeah, and I think I think just more people over time, more kids over time, just in general as a society, we just maybe started waking up later in the day and just started missing you, you out on those like things. And maybe that's why cartoons like Adventure Time and Regular Show, I remember, would come out Wednesday nights at a certain point. Like they started switching it up, and it's just. And then I remember at a certain point, I started missing out on those because I was outside hanging out. <laughs> and it, yeah, basically, like you were busy living. You know what I mean? It, not that you aren't when you're watching stuff, but we're not outside as much, especially like just because. Yeah, you know and so it's just it's interesting, like the market of how that happened of like these great shows that were just genuinely really good, but like people just weren't watching them, and that's like damn. That sucks. <laughs> it does. And and the people that are watching are like either little kids or the people that are just like whatever. I don't know, man. I, I'm just disappointed in cartoons. Like I'm disappointed in modern art. You know what I mean? Like I think modern art now is kind of cool because I'm assuming modern art always changes with time, right? Like, but now it's no longer like you have to be this prestigious person in a museum. Like, of course you can still be like you know great that, but I think social media has changed that completely. I think like you said, like with the comics book selling. I know, like, people selling stuff online where we're just booming because it's just like, yeah. why the fuck not? I, and I've, I've always, like, ever since I read this on a plane, I guess because I was on a plane, um, I've always read that this is, and this is a very common trend that people are saying, like, legacy or recurrency. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's necessarily about money no more. Look, I know it's always about money at the end of the day, like, paying bills, all that stuff. But I think, like, we're understanding, especially with cancel culture being put into everything, like, your legacy is more crucial now more than ever. Like, you can, if you win the lotto, it kind of sucks because you kind of want to keep existing, right? You kind of always, like, not to say that, you know, if you're posting yourself every day, but you're, if you're communicating to a social level every day, you have to maintain a stability, not to represent yourself in a go way, but, but just so you can function and that can just be a, a part of your life. And, yeah. And, and, and so for me, um, what was I even saying? <laughs> it's just, um, Legacy over currency. Like you, we have to. We have to main. I don't know, man. I I think our purposes have have shifted, and it's no longer this small job stuff. At least I don't want to be surrounded by that because living your passion is crucial, especially today. We have so much tools to live our passions today. You know what yeah. I mean? And I mean, like I think I think the like you're not you're definitely not wrong in that sense and idea of like art is kind of dead nowadays in a way where it's just. It's not as appreciated the same way. No, we're overwhelmed with it's, so much art there, or, or there's, everything. There's, over, like, there, there's almost an oversaturation of art where it's like, it's hard to say what's better and what's not. And the idea of originality becomes a lot more muddled because of that. And it's like, at a certain point, everything is just kind of the same thing, just different strokes. And it, Literally, man. It, yeah, and it's just... Like, I mean, Disney does it, like, the best. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They, they fucking sell you the same movie with every great Pixar movie, and it's beautiful every time, and you're always going to you're always no gonna shed what. a tear. No matter what. You're always going to shed a they, tear. They have the perfect formula. But it's the bro. same goddamn formula. Like, yeah. that's the shit Plankton's looking for, <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, yo. <laughs> it's, it's wild, man. It's... Because we like, like the same things, man. We don't like to change up. We, we, I think that's what it is. We, we, we're the, 
we're the generation that's gonna keep remaking stuff until the next one is like stop <laughs> let's make I mean, original I, thing I think like, I think a lot of that is mostly just because you know? I, I think mostly just a lot of that is because of the rise of like companies and corporations yeah. and everything like that and social yeah. media and influencing and all this shit of like companies now know how to sell the best way 100% because they have the technology like, to do that not to be like cheesy but algorithm it's super yeah, there it, man it's, it's super it's strategic all it is. yeah like there's, there's a reason there's a certain ad where you're at at that time where you are now there's no there's, there's a bunch of reasons even like if you try trauma they say you're gonna dream ads you know what I mean eventually like google glasses like that's just gonna go into your <laughs> face man I know that shit was not but like um just VR, right? So, what do you? How do you think this translates to VR being applied into the world? And because I've been hearing a lot about that stuff, right? And it's going to be. A, I have a VR headset. Yeah, no, I I've see. Been, and I've been using VR since 2016 now, so I've I've I been using it for thoughts. a while now. But one thing I want to ask real quick: Do you think NFT comic books are going to be a thing? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Because it's the business side of like Marvel and DC and Image Comics Copyright and, other, and, everything, and, like... and other publishers that are going to say no. Because DC, once NFTs were already rising, DC was very quick to tell all their artists, don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're trying to figure something out because when, when I, cause what it seems like, it's like when you draw something for Marvel or DC, that is officially their property. And, and, and that is how it works in the industry. I've seen like, that makes sense. I've seen like comic artists uh, talk about how. Even though they designed this character, they don't get money for like the costumes that get made. That's the property they, of Marvel. You just had yeah. the chance and the privilege to draw. From exactly. Them. You like because at the end of the day, working for Marvel and DC is more of a privilege than anything. Else. I agree completely. You're not, you're not there to do much really, unless you're changing the story or you know yeah. my opinion. It's like yeah, you, you you can become you know? a really big name in that industry in either like Marvel or DC. Yeah, but like. You need to really have like some crazy shit cooking up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because because it doesn't get much. The core base is there. Like for for Marvel, at the end of the day, if they fail at every new comic they put out, they will always have. You no, know, uh, Marvel will always have their characters. DC will always have their characters, right? Um, that's awesome, man. I think that's so timeless. You know what I mean? Like they, they I think holographic comic books will be a thing. Like a little little. Um, little chamber right there and you just go and it just pops out and you get to read, you know I, you know I think that's gonna be a thing for sure I used to make these little uh, comics in, uh, when I was in elementary school about these three ghosts and I was and I called them like the the adventure of the ghosties okay nice that's and awesome <laughs> they, they would always just be stupid little things that would happen to them and like uh, one of them was like uh there was a tornado attacking their mansion and they were like oh no like we gotta stop the tornado like we gotta like stop like save our house and like one of them's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go in there and he goes in he gets sucked up by the tornado and dissipates because he's a ghost okay <laughs> and they're just like is he gonna come back and that that was it that's it right <laughs> and See, I, yeah. you know what i mean but that's that's all it takes and now look at you you know what i mean like that, look what it led up to in terms of like comic it, book creating and stuff like that you know like, i always just, think about those things because it's like I didn't want to make comics like from the beginning. Like I, that wasn't my intention. I didn't, I didn't think of that until my freshman year of college. Like that, it wasn't until then where I was like, I want to make, I want to do this. Like, but when I look back at my life, like I, there's been moments where there was this, there was a story that I wrote for middle school once where, um, in my English class, uh, our teacher was like, oh, like 
creative writing, like, like it was the first time that it ever happened. Where I was like, creative writing, I can write whatever the fuck I want. What? Yeah, you know, that's the, that's <laughs> the best shit ever. That that core writing stuff is the worst, the absolute worst. And I wrote a story about about how. I, I basically wrote a twisted version of Toy Story where if toys came to life one day but like tried to take over the earth and so I Chucky I, just boom I, I, I bounce around like different like news like broadcasts in the story where That's it's awesome. like oh my god like Woody and like the, the rest of the gang are like attacking children and the Toys R Us and like I, I don't remember Rest exactly what I wrote but I just I wrote shit like that where it's like I, I, I think I remember writing something like if you're near a Toys R Us, like, get out of there or whatever. And, <laughs> like, Holy God. <laughs> I, you see Matt, I Cabbage had, Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, had so yeah, much fun writing it, and I just wrote it to write it, and I was like, that was fun. And, like, my teacher uh, approached my mom, when, like, called my mom one day and was like, we want to, like, put his story in, like, in the school newspaper oh, thing because, so like, cool. this that's shit so cool. is great. And I was like, what? Yeah, man. And that's <laughs> how you, like, like, motivate, you know what I mean? Like, go. That's that was great. just all for fun and like throughout high school I was just always good at like writing my papers and like my teachers would always tell my mom that like he writes really good papers and whatever the case is and like I remember uh, for my sophomore uh, I can't even remember anything senior year of high school um, my my English cla- uh, class for that we had to do like a, a public speaking thing uh, for, for a project once okay and how do you feel public speaking now? Well, I personally, I that was like, the correct sentence. We know that. No, yeah, I, like, <laughs> uh, personally, like, I never had much of a problem with like public speaking. Good. I guess like I'm a very quiet person, and but like I, as you have seen, like once you get to talk to me yeah. and like get to like just like get a conversation going with me, like I will keep talking. Yeah, man, like, it's great. It's great. You have to, you have a lot to say. You have a lot in your mind. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's and it's just. It's it like I'm just more so of a quiet person because it's like I'm just kind of doing my own thing. A, a lot of the times where I kind of had tunnel vision, I'm like, we're like going to school, like when I was commuting and whatnot. It's like at that point, I was just going in and out to get my classes and go back home. I didn't want to be there. I was like, I want to get the fuck out. Yeah, yo. But when like when I was dorming, I was like, yeah, like, yo, what up? Like whatever, let's do shit. <laughs> let's go like, somewhere. Let's do yeah, some shit. It, let's burn some shit. It was just like the environment that changed, where it's just like by by the time I was commuting, I. Like became more of a quiet person because it's like I wasn't surrounded by people all the time anymore. Yeah. But like, you had your space. Yeah, and like, so public speaking has never been too much of a fear of mine. Yeah. Like, obviously, public speaking is always going to give a- everyone like the shakes yeah. or the like, cases. Yeah. And some yeah, people are naturals, of course. Yeah. Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? And like, I, I, um, even uh, for that English class, we did two public speaking things, and the okay. first. The first one we had to do was like kind of an art project thing, and I did it about st- uh, stencil art because I was I did a lot of stenciling in high school. And what is the difference between stenciling and just not stenciling? So stenciling, like pretty much, is like what what I used to do is that I would either uh, recreate a, an already existing image or create a new image, and what I would do is that. I would basically draw out the shape and figure out which colors are going to go in which spaces. Then I would have to think about how am I going to cut out these spaces without like these other parts of the paper just falling out. Okay, everything so, has to go together. Yeah, so like if you ever look at stencil art, like you'll always see kind of like 
lines that kind of go into things. Like, like if you look at stencil letters, like an O is never a full O because it has that line down the center. Okay. Like this, that, is the, this is the center of yeah, that, the halves. Yeah, thing. like th- those lines are there because technically you can't cut out a part like a, a an O yeah. out of a paper and have that center like there. So those lines are there for that. And so creating stencil art, you need to think about where you're going to put those lines and think about which colors are going to go, are going to go in which spaces. And from there, you uh, copy like that image, you make copies of it, because then you need to start cutting out those shapes for each of those colors, for each of those layers, pretty much. Okay. And it's you take it to the canvas, you start off at the base, move to the next layer put that one down you go to the next layer you put that one down and that's that's stencil art Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> nah, I, used... I, I like that you explained because to me now like now i hear that a lot i hear that a lot to have a full explanation can define what it is you know what i mean and, yeah i mean I, I like i would post it on like my instagram and stuff yeah. like i will i will show you it and please don't shut the camera i'm gonna be for open right there yeah <laughs> Art by behind the counter, by the way. At behind the counter, this is the art. Who's from? This is this is a picture of all the ones that I made, so you can kind of like zoom in around on that if you yeah, want. Gotcha. But then I also have like individual images of each of those stencils that I had made, and they're all just like superhero based and whatnot. And because I just wanted to do that, I'll even post it realistically. Yeah, <laughs> but just because you showed me like this right now. Yeah, I just like. I, I always had some kind of passion for like making art or writing or drawing in superheroes and comics. Like it was always kind of there. Yeah. And I just never really thought about it too much. And it wasn't until um, the first time that I went to Comic Con, my first the first year I went to Comic Con. What year was it? Do you remember? That it was my freshman year of college. So that must that was twenty fifteen. Okay. Before yeah. the pandemic. Before. Uh... Yeah. Masks. Yeah, that was way before. So it was 2015. Just, just masks of, like, cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> those you know those I mean? were the only masks. <laughs> uh-huh. But I... That... I I bought one ticket to go for one day out of the four days that Comic-Con runs. Okay. And that was on the Sunday because I waited in line all day for it and the Sunday tickets were the only ones that were still available by the time I could buy a ticket. And... I was broke, so I could only get one ticket. And so I was like, I guess I'm going on Sunday. Uh And I had, and like one of my favorite like comic book runs is that Deadpool run I told you. Yeah. And blew my mind with that shit. Deadpool in general, just look that shit up. It it (laughs) it was it's an entire uh, eight volume run, and I have like all eight volumes of it, and I was like. At the time, I was like, what I need to do is get the original creators of Deadpool to sign this. And the guys who wrote and drew this Deadpool run all on this one page. Who are all like, those guys? Who can name them? So the original creators of Deadpool are Rob LaFyld, who's an artist, and Fabian Echezio, who's a writer. Fabian Echezio, what a badass name. <laughs> they, they created Deadpool and like... There's kind of an interesting like thing there where I haven't like super looked into it, but Fabian Nachetia is very much more well regarded as a creator of Deadpool. Okay, and it always is like that. Simon's and Fabian Nachetia is a little like undervalued, at, at, like a kind of undershined uh, for that. I don't know why that is or what the story is behind that. Ego, um, just ego. Not, if not them, the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what I'm saying, but, but I, I think that. You know what I mean? I think so. 
but it's always like Rob LaFyle always has a massive line at these shows. He goes to every con. Everyone fucking loves him. Like I, like so I purposely said I'm gonna go see you last. <laughs> so unfortunately, nice. the artist um, who who drew that Deadpool book, I'm trying to remember his name, Travis. No, I don't think it was Travis Moore. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Travis something. I don't even think it was Travis. I'll tell you right there. Well, what, what was he though? What was he? Uh, he he was the artist uh, uh, of that of Deadpool Volume One. Oh, Only that volume. He, volume. He didn't do the art for any of the other volumes of Deadpool, but it was just such amazing art. And he unfortunately wasn't there that day at Comic Con, so I was like, oh, "Damn, can't get his signature." Uh, but I was able to get Jerry Duggan's signature, who is the writer of that Deadpool run, and it was great meeting him. And I've met him plenty of times after that. Nice. And I have another funny story with him uh, at another at two Comic Cons after that. Um, but, uh, like, hey, so after I got Jerry Duggan's signature, I was like, all right, I'll go to Fabian Machetsu. Wait in line. Yeah. And I finally, and by this point in, in my life, I'm a semester into college. I'm going to college for computer science. And I'm just kind of like, I guess I didn't like it at all. I yeah, hated it. I was like, I this sucks. I just hate that. So many people go to school, uh, and just like doing something where they're just like, and there's like, not, not in a bad way Just you know like I just wish there was Truer More applied guidance You know Like there's yeah, really I mean, Just like floating in the tank Yeah And just find yourself out I mean I was kind of Like pushed into the corner In terms of like Going to college And whatnot. Fair. And so like Because my, my family Really wanted me to go I didn't want to go They were like You have to yeah. And the only two schools That accepted me Were both Computer science schools So I was just kind of like well, there are my choices. So, do you think in post that you appreciated the experience, or like not? I, I mean, I'm sure you appreciate oh, things. I massively appreciate. Like you didn't regret college. it at all. No, I don't then. regret. Going oh to wow, college okay, that's good. At all. That's good like, because I, I think some people are satisfied with just the fact that they made the choice that they didn't go, and that's perfectly fine. But I feel like every single time, most more often than not, you appreciate even like a semester of school, like. I don't know. There's something about just socializing with people and, there, you know, was, learning. You know, like, just, that really like, still is fun. You know, like... It's, an, it's genuinely just an experience and it's cliche yeah, yeah. and everyone says it, but it's just, like, you're never going to experience college, like, unless you experience That's it. Really like, you'll never it know that feeling. And it doesn't even have to be dorms, like, which I'm sure you love the dorm part. Oh, though, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, the dorm like, part is probably really fucking fun. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, my, my brother has, like, has a friend who doesn't want to go to college and is super, like, against it and, and like... But he's also kind of an idiot and he kind of is saying all these things for the wrong reasons just and cause like, type shit yeah and like he said to me before like oh but like what's the big deal cause it's like if these guys are going to college it's like you know if, like if I want to go hang out with them if I want to go stay with them at their dorms I can just go do that if there's a party I can just go do that I'm not missing out on the experience I'm like yeah, yeah you, you are, are. Like, I was, and like, I told him I was like I literally had a friend yeah. who would sleep out in our dorm like almost every weekend yeah. we would do crazy shit with him all the time and he would still say man I wish I lived in the dorms with you guys yeah because like, because like, you wanna it's a just to have the same people around you like you're, you're going through the same experience yeah. you're growing together it's, it's a community like you wanna be a part of that like it, you don't wanna just be the guy that comes like oh it's that guy you know exactly. like oh, oh it's this person from this not to say that you're insignificant if you're not attending but you, you kind of are kind of you know yeah like, and like that's you know? that's only the social aspect of it all where yeah. it's like I just genuinely appreciate like the knowledge that I got out of going that's to good, college man. that's ultimately and the best part of it you know, especially like, for, for in my case where I got pretty much reset when I transferred to Hunter and they didn't take any of my credits so and stupid, I man. had to be in Hunter for another three and a half years 
So I was in college for five and a half years of my life. And I still don't regret it because really going to Hunter and like having to kind of restart in that way, yeah, I, regret I almost, I, yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing. Like I almost, but yeah, I mean, like basically restarting like that, I almost refined what I was already learning by having to start over at Hunter. Yeah. Like I hated it in the moment, but like nah, long, long run, it teaches you and it humbles you. Yeah, I, it's just like now it's yeah. like I've been in school for five and a half years. Like I feel like I can confidently say, yeah, I think I know what I'm talking about when I say yeah, some yeah. of this shit. It's like I, I, I agree heavily, <laughs> bro. I think the experience in itself, and again, back to the humbling part. Like you, you are pretty inferior before, like not just college, but any sort of progression in the world. Like yeah. that's not college work, not work parenting. Like, but. But you need to be challenged on some level, bro. And I think college is the best, like, um, all-around level. Like, you literally need to conform it yourself in order to be correctly challenged yeah. for something that you want to do in the future. I mean, like, that's, but you, that's I, why I think... still think the guidance is lacking in, in, the, in like, community college, yeah. in my opinion. Like, um, I mean, that's why yeah. people say that, like, you find yourself in college and, like, that's yeah. where you learn who you yeah. are because that's true. And it's you like... get smarter and you learn about yourself yeah. and everything. And now nah, I agree, man. I, I don't regret anything in college. Even though, like, for me, college was super rough, man. It, it's like mentally it was one of the toughest times ever, you know, for me. Like, yeah, it was, so was for me too. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, but, but it ate College it. is one of the best and worst times of your life. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like, like, some of the best things in your life are also the worst things. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but at this Comic Con, I this was the first year I got to go, and I was like so happy that I finally got to really experience my passion. Like, like, almost really delve into something that was a hobby for oh, me. This is bad. This is mad Rough Riders right now, oh. bro. Fucking shout out to DMX. <laughs> I hope you're good, DMX. <laughs> they always pass it by, bro. Always. Look, he's doing a fucking wheelie. Look, you see ah, damn. You see that shit? That shit is crazy. That's fucking wild. Uh, you love the smell of gasoline. <laughs> I heard uh, when you go to DR, there's a certain smell of gasoline. I yep. hear it, right? Yep. Yeah, you know about it. <laughs> People don't know how to drive. There, there's no rules in DR, <laughs> man. No. You just drive. I went, like, to, I went to DR with my friend, Carol. Thank you, Carol, for taking me. And um, the first thing we did, we got picked up at the airport, and him and his uncle drove us and got picked up at the gas station, two minutes dentist. <laughs> the guy driving, you know, we passed the cops, whatever. <laughs> like yeah, they, you. There are know, no like, rules nah, there, bro, man. You just fun. like I. The minivan taxis there, they keep their side doors open. I remember the first time as a kid getting in it, and I tried to close the door, and the, the driver's like, "Oh no, don't do that!" And I was like, <laughs> "How often do you go to DR?" I haven't been to DR since I was like ten. I, I haven't been there in a long time, to be honest. I'm trying to go back, bro. I, I loved it over there. Just just for the time being, I went, bro. It was such a good time I just like I just went so often like every like twice a year where at a certain point I was like you know like we do the same thing every time we go there that's also that too you know what I mean especially if you're not living there you're just visiting all the time like yeah you're right so I like I stopped going at a certain point and I just I haven't gone back and I I want to I just haven't done it but yeah I mean um I with college like just not wanting to do what I was doing and just yeah. hating it and being at Comic Con I was just so it was like the first time where I was like actually like really happy in college where I was like wow this is amazing yeah, like, there's so many people like me here that like love this shit just as much as I do that's, I didn't know that was a thing like this is insane it was a whole new world to me and so I'm waiting in line for Fabian Vincenzo I I waited almost an hour in line to meet this dude yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm finally about to meet him. And something that I learned that year as well is that, like, comic creators, what they do to make money on the side is that, like, at conventions, like, they'll, they'll charge, like, for a certain amount after a certain number of signatures or for a certain signature specific. Oh, so if you already done 100, after that it gets higher priced? Or, like, what do you mean? So, like, so some writers and artists, it's, like, they'll, you get, like, the first three issues are free and then each issue after that you'll have to pay like five bucks or something. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like, it's just like a way for creators to like make money more directly for themselves, for their work and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so like Fabian Lachetia, like with a name like himself especially, like uh, he... So dope, man. (laughs) So dope. He he charges like from the get, like out out of the gate and whatnot. So it was like five bucks straight up for a signature. And like, uh, I'm ready to go up. I'm like the next person in line. And this other writer comes up to Fabian Lachetia and they, like, they, they say hi to each other and they start having a conversation oh. about, like, stuff that's happening. And I, I'm just listening to these guys talk oh, okay, about okay, okay, okay. And I didn't know it at the time, but that writer was Charles Soule, who I've met many times after that. Okay. And I'm just like, wow, man, that's wild that, like, that was Charles Soule and I just didn't know. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm done. But you get you got to witness them that ass talking about and, some shit that they were doing. And they right? were just talking about behind the scenes stuff and writing and like how he wrote this new book and he was getting him a copy and like at like the process wow. and things like that wow. and whatever. And I'm just like, wow, this is really interesting. This is great. That's kind of cool to witness, to be honest with you. Hell yes. Yeah, cool. and so once they were done and whatnot, like Fabian and Chetia, like he like he apologizes to me and he's all like, Oh, like I'm like sorry about that, you know, like this and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's all good. Like I I love that. Like that That's was cool, like man. great. That was like really good to hear. That was exciting. Like I actually like though. writing sometimes too, and so it's interesting to hear these kinds of things. And he goes, Let me stop you right there. And he goes, What have you written? Oh like, shit. Oh and shit. I was like, Well, I mean Oh I, my god. I haven't like actually written anything i just kind of do it for fun and he cuts me off again he's like what listen are you like in school or anything right now yeah. i'm like yeah i am he's like listen if you're in school like and if this is something you want to do like you should be taking it more seriously yeah you need to stay in school and like you can't just read comics all of your life this is like, your advantage that you're in school that you yeah. get better at what you want to do yeah bro. he he was like you can't just read comic books for for your for your whole life like if, if this is something you want to do ever like you need to learn from the basics and the that starts and that starts with reading these books in school and learning these things that you're not going to learn anywhere else Hell yeah, and you need to learn how to start writing stories and finishing those stories you're never going to be able to tell these big things if you can't finish these small things first oh, yeah, absolutely right. and he's telling wow. me all these things and I'm just like <laughs> I just wanted to think man. Like, <laughs> I was I, like I just pay five dollars what that's and, that's really great though man that's really he, a lesson right there he, he humbled me with all of his with all of his knowledge and like he signed my book and he like he wrote my name in it and he, he didn't charge me anything and nice. like, he was just like I hope to see you around and I stepped away from that and I was I was with my friend at the yeah, time one single tear shit <laughs> I was with my friend who I met that year uh-huh. at college and I and I like I we stepped aside for a second I had I froze and he was just like you good Avi and I and I just bursted out loud laughing I was, and I like I shed a tear and I was oh, like oh shit and I was like yo and I looked and I was like yo no. what am I doing with computer science yeah what the fuck nice <laughs> epiphany that, type shit you know that that very next day that very next Monday I went to my guidance counselor and I was like yo this shit ain't it English sign me up <laughs> and nice that, and it was from that day that I was like I want to make comics I want this is it like I know this is what I want to do now. And 
yeah like that's that, fucking beautiful bro. wow <laughs> that's, that's a really beautiful it, story it's man. i like it, and since that day at like other convention like uh following comic cons like i've gone to see fame and machete again and like the the that same year that i switched to an english major i also did an internship at comics first and that was like my first step where i was like yeah i'm actually doing this shit i wrote like comic reviews yeah, like yeah. I uh, I lived up to what he said to, to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. and but one of the great things I got to do at that internship too is that I got to interview one of my favorite uh, YouTubing YouTuber groups, oh, uh, cool. Achievement Hunter. Awesome. Because they, you they reached out to them and everything. You were like, okay, I I, I got to do a phone interview with the guy who created Achievement Hunter. Oh wow! And I That's kind funny. of actually like look up to that guy. He's genuinely like a like a, like sure. a very inspirational motive, like motivational person, and like. So to interview him for this internship, and I had no idea this was gonna happen. Like, I remember they put it out that week. It's like, yo, we need someone to do an interview for Achievement Hunter. Does anyone watch them? And I was like, I do. <laughs> what? Oh man, it's always that's awesome. Yeah, and man. so, I I got to do some pretty good things at that internship. And like that, so that after that internship, that following that same year, going to Comic Con. I waited in line another hour to see Fabian Machetti, not to get anything signed, but just to go up to him and be like, dude, I'm doing it. Like, I listened to you, yeah, and I'm doing it. I, like, you changed my life. And, like, even going up to him, I was like, I'm I don't sure know if really he recognized me. Like, we kind of talked about writing last year, and he was like, I did. I knew it. It was like, he was like, it's a hair. <laughs> and because back then I used to have an afro. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. What the fuck? And so he was like, it's a hair. Like, I definitely awesome. like remember you. Like, we talked about writing and I definitely like told you to like, like do stuff more in school. Like, I, like what have you been doing with that? And I was like, I actually did a fucking internship this year. And he That's was like, awesome, and he was so shocked and amazed. And he was like, you know, you, you'll, he, he said, You'll say things like that to fans sometimes and whatnot, like people that seem like they want to be writers, and like nine out of ten times they won't get it. Yeah, but they that just one person, like, cool moment, you know? yeah, and he's like, but that one person, like one out of ten times, I think you might, I, I, I think you might be it. And I was just like, thank you, man. I, I'm doing it. That like, means it, a lot to you, and then that fucking and, changed everything, man. It, just, it changed my life, and awesome. since then, every year I go to Comic Con, all I do is spend my time in the artist alley at the Javits Center, where all the writers and artists are and I talk to writers and artists all four days that's really all important. I do is just get them to know me and they you gotta know, surround like, yourself by that man like it's gotten to the point where one of the biggest like names in DC Scott Snyder who's a writer uh, even vouched to be a, a, a referral for me when, when I was uh, applying for my Marvel internship that's fucking amazing and man. it's like that's amazing it's shit like that where I was like when he said that to me I was like you're, you're, you're joking, right? <laughs> I was like, that's, I'm being punked, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is stupid, right? <laughs> nah, man, that's such a that's such a blessing, and, and you earned that. Again, you earned that. It wasn't I, just like, oh man, you look cool. Let me just do it for you. Like, no, you earned that. I feel and that people want that, and they so they gotta work for it. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta start yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, you just gotta start hit the hit the floor running. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like. It takes that because you can reach those. Like, I remember when you told me that shit, I was blown away, bro. Because like I've met so many creators, you know. What I mean, I'm trying to be one myself, and I don't need the validity of that. But I would love that. Hell yeah, you know what I mean? Like because to be recognized and be like, hey, I'm not trying to take over your stuff, but aid me, uh, let me aid you into getting yourself better with the credentials I have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that's super valuable. It's basically networking, and that's universal. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I think it's an important message, and I think we can end there. 
for sure. I also want to for sure talk about real quick that you cover music. Yeah. Uh, and yes. I really want to say that. Thank you for sharing that because I hope if you're watching this and you're creating comic books that you look at, I'm looking at the laptop, <laughs> that, you, that you fucking, that you just consider like what's possible, man. Like, it's very amazing. It's very fucking amazing, man. And I love hearing that shit all the time, man, because it's just... I'm trying to I'm gonna go meet some fucking <laughs> directors and shit. But but what about, how, how do you feel when you cover music, man? Because I'm gonna put some of your stuff up so people can see. I wanna branch to that real quick. No brush. Yeah, no, I mean like, like to me, like music has always been as equally important as like comics have been. To me, like I almost consider punk rock and like comics as like bread and butter. For it's sure. like peanut butter and jelly. I can it's definitely like, understand that shit, you know? It it to me they just mesh so well and because I started playing guitar the same year that I started really reading comics, my freshman year of high school. That's so, that's so like amazing, the duality <laughs> of just information and entertainment, it's just mixing, it's just reading what you're imagining and hearing what you're imagining, you know what I mean? It's so cool. Like, I, I grew up like listening to Green Day and Blink-182 and reading fucking DC and Marvel comics and shit, and that's just like what I did. You're blessed. You're and, blessed, <laughs> Like, when I first started playing the guitar, Green Day was, like, the first band that I started learning songs from. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, a month after playing the guitar, I was like, eh, because I listened to Green Day, but I was never crazy about them. I just knew at the time, it's like, yeah, like, everyone loves they Green were Day. It. They were it's it. like, yeah, they uh-huh. were the shit. It's Green Day. So, like, Definitely I... Definitely very popular. Holy shit. I thought yeah. you did and so it, and surprisingly enough I never listened to Blink-182 up until that point That's in my a, that life that is surprising to me because you fucking love Blink-182 and it wasn't until awesome. like a month after playing guitar my mom drove me to school one day because I asked her to and she was like fine and I was like yes nice. <laughs> and, nice. and like yeah, I put w. on the radio and Z100 put on all the small things and I was like this song's amazing oh that's like, fucking cool man like my my fucking 14 year old brain was like yeah. This is no, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's super cool, man. And it, from there, I like I really, I fell in love with awesome. Blink One Eighty Two. I listened to like their entire discography in like an entire day, Jeez. and oh. I they're the reason why I continue to play guitar, and they're the reason why I like got as skilled as I did to the point, and like at a certain and they were also the first band that I ever saw live. I made it a thing where I was like. You guys are gonna pop my cherry concert. Like that's so this cool. is the band that's gonna do it. <laughs> that's that's appropriate because because it's important. The concerts you see is important, man. You this is some crazy concerts, you know. I you know you're talking. <laughs> it's so cool, man. It's fun. It's such an experience. <laughs> and you can't do that shit now, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, have it hurts. capacity and all that stuff. It hurts, I mean? man. Yeah. I, I, I so it, I so badly miss concerts. Like oh, I was gonna go to so I literally my 2020 goal was to go to more concerts <laughs> and the lord said no I, I had it on my chalkboard calendar i was like for each month i was like here are the bands playing each month i had it almost like a checklist that where i was sucks, like man. i'm gonna go to these bands each of these months and it just yeah i was supposed to see lupe fiasco i can't see lupe fiasco i'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> you know i was supposed to see this band Starfucker in march <laughs> And they're, they're this like techno indie band and it's like that sounds you, awesome like if you listen to their music you would not imagine like what they sound like oh. live but they sound exactly the same live I gotta to and, they were, and it was gonna be the first time that I would've seen them live because I only ever saw their shit online 
And so I was like, this is going to be awesome. I can't fucking wait to just get, like, stoned out of my mind. And just some live and show, just, like, right? listen to, like, a live show like these guys. Because it would have been my first time listening to a band like them live. Because I mostly go to, like, punk shows. That, that's what I think is important, too, switching up the genres, especially in live. Because like, I see a lot of, like, hip-hop and rap, and I would like to see more, like, actual rock and just anything, like vocals, acapella stuff. Just because it... It's good to see it differently. Yeah. Like, you know, I went to some random show right here across the street one time. It was super weird, but it was just some ladies singing on guitar. And I was like, yo, this is different. <laughs> and it's important for me so I can appreciate other music that I like. Because yeah. you need to, you know, broaden your, broaden your horizons. Listen to what you listen to, but, you know, seek out other music because it'll show you why you like yours and what you may like other than. You know, I was with somebody waters the other day. Got a burp out there. <laughs> I was into somebody waters the other day, and the simplicity of his voice with the guitar, man, and the twang of the, you know, like, it's just re- unreplicable, you know, but it still is able to be made because of the influence, you know. Yeah. Blues is so important. Jazz yeah. is super crucial to anything that you listen to today, you know. Oh, like, I mean, classical music, you know, I, like all that stuff. Like I, I've actually like written papers about like the blues and the jazz yeah. and stuff because it's like super a lot amazing. of music wouldn't be where it, where it would For be sure. today without the blues For and sure. jazz. And yep. it's like, yep. the, the, I, I love I love like music like that. I mean, I love music in general because yeah, it's man. like. There's so much to appreciate, and even though like, and there's so much of it, just fucking yeah, everywhere. And it's know. just even though I I primarily and like mostly mainly only listen to like rock music, yeah. like I'm never upset listening to other music. Yeah, you have your like, preference, of course. You know, it's like food almost. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like rock is my comfort music. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I, it gets me through the day, and like I listen to different kinds of rock music to do different kinds of things. Like, rock gets me hype, bro. Right, right. Like, oh my God. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, everything, it's like, it's like it's I'll just, play, really like, I'll play like slow indie rock. Like yeah. if I'm in a chill vibe, I'll I'll play like acoustic stuff. Like if I just want to like do nothing and like just chill out, I'll I'll play like like old school punk rock. That's like the shit that's like you hear the fucking drum punk, like just hearing shit like that when I'm trying to like write something to just like really get my like fucking the, the keyboard going it's like i i listen to so many like different types of rock music within its own genre that it's like even though everything kind of sounds the same at the end of the day it's like i like the nuances and seeing li- listening to bands that are well established and listening to new bands that like I try like, have like thirteen thousand listens on spotify yeah. and are just those trying are, those are the and ones that, like, that are really like want to be the next thing not huge but just they want to be heard you know what i mean yeah and it's like that's, that's not awesome, gonna happen man. if no one's not listening to yeah. me and so it's like it's i'm always trying to listen to new music yeah especially yeah. like it that's why i like going to concerts because when you go to concerts there are openers, openers yep and the yeah. openers i always pay attention to i'm always like because they oh, could be the next one having the major exactly concert. Yeah. like there there's this band neck deep they're a massive i know uh, you, you know yeah, yeah not so much but I just know of them so that's yeah they they they're like a pretty big name in the punk in the pop punk uh, side of of everything no. and they used to open for Blink 182 it's awesome Look at and that. it's like yeah they know <laughs> they they're talented themselves they're going to seek yeah. out for opening man it's like anything man that, that's that's yeah, cool cuz that's what cuz that's what bands do bands choose their opening for sure. like they cuz they they listen to new music and yeah. they want to like support and yeah. like provide new music to new people yeah, as they well they want the show to last so much Exactly. Not for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 an all for one, one for all type deal. It's like music is unity, bro. Ultimately, it is. You know? Like there, there's everyone listens to music. There's not a single person that doesn't listen yeah. to music. Even you these birds chirping, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, like music, it, it, everything is music, and it's like when I play the guitar, it's just 
it's so it's so much more to it. it's like I I just love like punk rock especially because it's to me punk rock is my is my genre is my flavor because it's like it's it's this cacophony like this this clashing of like the symbols and this loudness with such simplicity behind everything yeah like punk rock is so is so much of like a nursery rhyme almost of how repetitive it is yeah but it's so chaotic energetic and energetic and there's it, it's like a collision of of like emotion of emotions and it's like I, I I very much appreciate good lyrics always for music. Sure. And so like for me with like good punk rock music, it's like it's always a shit of just making jokes and being stupid and just having fun and living life yeah. and I like that you like shit. that aspect of music a lot because it yeah. really is crucial because life's not that serious, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I my like one of my favorite punk bands is Pup. Like I talk about them a lot. Like they awesome. they have this song called uh, "See You See You at Your Funeral." It's a fucking great song. And like there's a in the verse uh, he says something along the lines of um uh trying to remember he goes I uh, saw me at the produce section trying to buy organic food. Yeah, you know me a healthy selection. Uh, I yeah you know me a healthy selection. Um, all I try, all I try and do is is keep myself healthy. But we both know that I'm a masochist. <laughs> it's just like it's like stupid, nah, like it's ridiculous lyrics it like that. It doesn't have to it's be like, this deep shit. I mean, yeah. whatever message it sends to you, sends to you. But it could be this fun release. You know what I it's mean? It's a release. Yeah, That's man. what it is. And like in that same song, and like it's always fucking awesome when they play it live because in the in the breakdown to it, the lyrics he goes like. I hope to hell I never see you someday again. Uh, um, and it, it ends with like, we can watch the highlights in hell. Uh, and awesome. it's just, it's like lyrics like That's that. Cool. Where That's it's cool. like, cool. It, hits. it hits. Yeah, it's just like, it wait, everyone's just fucking like, like as, uh, as soon as he says like, we can watch the highlights from hell, like it's, there's like the, a guitar riff, like a do-do-do-do, like that just brings it back into the chorus. And yeah. like, when it just clashes all back in, like the crowd's just like, Wow! Oh, like fun. Everyone's thrashing about and just it's having a, a great mess, time. It's you know like, I mean? yeah, it's yeah. it's a beautiful, fucking gorgeous mess, man. Yeah. I that's uh, awesome, bro. That's I was, awesome. I was uh, when I was tripping on acid. Nah, how was that? Some of that's the same. <laughs> like, you know? I I um I I was listening to a pop uh, a pop record. Like I put on my record player. And I was listening to it and I was just talking about like how great like music is and just how much I love it and how much I miss concerts yeah. and like listening to the music and like I'm singing along to the music in my apartment and I'm just blasting the music and I'm just getting more hype because the acid's hitting me and I'm just like yo this is so great this is awesome and I'm like jumping off the couch and yeah. I'm like moving around in my apartment like singing and dancing to the music like having like my own personal concert inside That's and really I'm just beautiful. like just dreaming of like fuck man you wish you were I there. wish I was at a concert right now this feels so good to do this concert withdrawal and, if anything man. yeah I'm like going. I'm seriously going through concert withdrawal I'm like 
I'm going around scratching my necks like y'all get any any more live streams? <laughs> like where are the live streams? The live streams at? have been have been really great yeah. in terms of music for sure. All aspects, any music you listen to. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Shout out to Natasha Diggs, there's some other person, but like <laughs> oh my god. I, I live through the live streams for music. And yeah, man, I, I fucking love it. And I need to go to more concerts because I need to broaden my horizons with that shit because <laughs> I love all types of music myself, but I've always thought to myself to only see like the real mainstream big artists, but it's the little small ones that like really surprise you and stuff like that. And I wish a lot of people that I knew like literally performed over there, <laughs> I didn't go see none of these motherfuckers. And now they're all like major, major, yeah. major people. So I agree with the opening shit, man. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. when when I took my little brother to his first uh, concert, yeah. it was for um, this band Remo Drive, and I asked him pretty early on. I was like, "Oh, so like, you ready to get in the pit when, when like everyone starts moshing?" And he's like, "No, I don't want to do that." And I was like, "What? What do you mean?" He's yeah, like, yeah. "I don't want to get in the pit." And I was like, "Dude, don't be a pussy." Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that, Avi." I'm like, "Come on, are you are you gonna crowd surf it at least?" And he's like. No, I don't want to do that. I'm like, how are you going to go to your first punk show and not like crowd surf or mosh pit? Like, this is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, come on, bro. You must, he, you must. And he's just like, nah, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to. And in my head, I'm just like, you're going to do it. <laughs> and so we're in the show. The show's going on. I, I wait for the perfect moment. And I'm standing, like, he's standing to, to my right. And I see, like, a guy next to him. And, like, I, 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 I take in the situation. I'm like, okay, I know, I know how to do this. And so I turn to my brother. I'm like, hey, you want to crowd surf? And he goes, you just turned to me so, so dead face. No. <laughs> and just turns back to the show. And I just look at him and I go, please no. And I look over him. I, I look over his shoulders. The guy next to him. I'm like, hey, help me pick him up. This guy wants a crowd surf. And the, the guy goes, yeah. And my Lucas, is, like my brother is like, what? No, Javi. I said no. I don't want a crowd surf. I'm like, yeah. Help me, help me pick him up. And he's like, okay. And he just starts grabbing my brother's leg, and we just start lifting him up into and I the bet crowd. You loved every second of that shit. Come on, I bro. lost my brother for the next 20, 30 minutes, dude. I he he awesome. ended up onto the onto the stage from the crowd surf, and like I saw him up there, and he was like. I don't know what to do and I'm like you just gotta jump you gotta be bro and jump <laughs> and, he, and jump. he just and he was uh, like oh, I don't know where to jump I'm like I don't know jump that way they're moshing this way <laughs> I've never I'm, my, I myself I've never crowd surf I'm fucking you <laughs> that shit looks mad fun every time you see it I'm like damn I wish I was crowd surf <laughs> you know? like, it was so fucking funny and he jumps into the crowd and I just didn't find my brother for the next 20-30 minutes and in those like like in that time I'd yeah. see my brother get back on the on the stage like two or three That's more so times awesome, so it's like i know somewhere and wherever he was there, obviously. yeah there all the time. It's like and it's like i know right i know somewhere in the crowd my brother said i want to go back up there and got back up there somehow and as because the That's second awesome. the second time i saw him up on the crowd i said yeah i was like <laughs> he's, he got it he got yeah, it yeah he's he doing did. it like i got so hyped for him i was like fuck yes <laughs> and i i and I remember when I did that, the guy next to me was like, do you want to go up? I was like, yeah, that's my brother. And he started picking me up. He put you back up there. And I got to my brother on the stage. I was like, yeah. That's a family, bro. That's a it's family. Just, it, it's <laughs> just, it was so great, man. I just, he was so happy afterwards. He was like, he said, he was like, I don't know why I didn't want to do that. I don't know why I was so scared. And you would have regretted not doing that long term. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I man, think that's, that's I, really important, to be honest with you. When you, don't, when you don't do that and you reflect back, you're like, 
I should've just fucking done that shit, bro. Like, why the fuck? Next time you regret it, do that shit. Because it's just like, you don't regret and that, that stuff. And he, he said that, like, because of that, the next show that we go to, he's going to be prepared. He's right. like, I know what I'm doing the next show. I'm ready to get crazy the next show. He yeah. wants to go see Pup with me live because I go see Pup every time they're in the city. Yeah. And he, so he's like... You're in the city I, often? Uh, have I seen? No, are they in the city often? Anything? They they come mostly every time they do a North American tour. Okay, they okay. they make a stop here. Okay, cool. cool. I'm but to like, <laughs> they, yeah, I I their shows are so great. I love seeing Pop and like, they only have three albums, but they're they've grown so much as a band. And like from seeing them live to seeing them live now, I seen the venues grow. Awesome! <laughs> like that's so cool. Man. Every time I go see them, it is now at a You're bigger a real venue. Fan. Like that's a real yeah, fan. Yeah, like, like, I was like, seeing you in the venues, you know. What yeah, I mean? like, like, like I've literally seen the venues get bigger with every show that they've gone to, and I'm like, this is awesome like more people are listening to these guys and it's like they're becoming more popular and it's like it just makes it more of a fun experience when there's more I wonder, people there. i wonder how that feels for the band can you imagine like like Dude, maybe selling out nothing the, to selling those out, guys like, are the most modest people i've like genuine like genuinely like i i don't like to use that word about like celebrities and things like that yeah, or like you any famous maybe. people yeah. yeah but like the, the, that band They are the most Like humble Modest people That's awesome Because I've like Because I've never Met them But something that they Because And the only reason Why I've never met them Is because I wasn't Of age oh, <laughs> Like wow. when I When I started so Going being, to their shows or, Oh okay okay, okay. Because something that they used to do back in the day when they were a lot smaller is that they would go hang out with the fans at the bars after the shows. Oh, wow. And I couldn't do that. <laughs> and so... Answer one question, bro. <laughs> you know? It's just those guys, they, they love their fans. Like, they, they, they love the people and, like, e, e, they, um, their music videos are so creative. Where, like, they, they love each other. They, yeah. they have a song called Sibling Rivalry. Awesome. And... The song is because uh, the, the lead singer, the front man, he has a sister and they go camping and stuff. And okay. like the song is basically about like how often they're at each other's throats. <laughs> and, and I'm sure it's a lot. Yo, bro, I, I imagine working with somebody is super difficult because like everybody's mind is in play. Like no matter how cool you are, like work is work. And like when it's all you guys and one title thing, like it's yeah. going to get messy. But it should get messy because if it isn't. Something's up. You know exactly. I mean? Something's and so up. Like, with that music like video that, you know? for uh, like the music video for sibling rivalry, yeah. like they they have a thing at the end where it's like, oh, you know, like here are the other bandmates with their like brothers and sisters, but one uh, the lead guitarist is a, is an only child, and they make a joke, and they were like, oh, but Steve doesn't have any children, <laughs> and it's just a picture of Steve with like him shrugging his shoulders. And like It's just lonely and, and, <laughs> and then they were like But that's okay Steve has us Cause like you know Being in a band Is like being oh, in a family It really is though And right? like the music video Ends with like A bunch of like A montage of like Of like band photos Of them and stuff like that, that must be really Cause good. Uh, their photographer Is also the front man's partner Okay And so like She Always like they, been there type shit Yeah right? she's always been there And it's like they, they, that band has such a great relationship with each other. It's like they are very much a family within each other, and like they are just always on the same page. But clearly, much like because yeah. of that, they are always at each other's throats. Heads and they, I they, that, they have a song called "If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I Will," because because <laughs> that's literally something what the bassist said to the drummer one day, like when they were when they had when they were still touring in their van and shit like that, and he got so pissed off and he was like. Yo, I'm gonna fucking kill you. If this fucking tour doesn't, I will. Like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And they wrote a song about that. And I bet you that song was heat. Like, it was good. It's an awesome song. <laughs> it's a great fucking song. 
I've covered that song. Nice, actually. nice. Well, I will <laughs> definitely show. I'm gonna show a whole bunch of stuff here for sure. If you're cool with that. Yeah, I like. I started covering music like my sophomore year of high school. Like I would just start doing it randomly. I how did it feel to, to do it the first time though? Like how was it? Well, I when I first started my covers, I only ever did the guitar. And I would only get a shot of the guitar body. No, I was no never like in it, like pretty much. No, with the afro, bro. <laughs> I was I was too embarrassed back of then course, to like have myself in it. Like at that point, I was like, "You're just gonna see the guitar." And plus, like, I didn't even think I was that good on the guitar. Anyways, but it's ambitious, man. It's, it's the principle and ambitious of you to even like think about. Yeah, starting. I was just like, I want to try this out, like whatever. And like, I did it a little bit, and they weren't good. And like, I tried uploading a couple of those videos to YouTube, and people were just like. Made fun of me for it, <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna do this." Then. But that's the best advice you and could ever hear. Criticism. Asking. I mean, it wasn't criticism. It, it, it was just comments of people just being like, "That was bad, bro." <laughs> and hey, I was just I'll kind just of like, so tell you how bad it was." <laughs> and I was just kind of like, "Okay." I'm just and, awaiting that stuff myself, but sometimes you just don't gotta read the comments in today's day and age yeah, too, because I feel like today's day and age is pretty whatever but I didn't start doing yeah I didn't start trying I didn't try it again until my sophomore year of college do you think that had a heavy toll on you though like to see those comments like aside the joking aspect Um, do you think it was like discouraging I mean it was definitely discouraging what I I did from there is that I made like little clips instead instead of doing full covers I would just do clips and like I would I started like putting those on Instagram and whatnot Uh and just doing like one minute clips and this is like before Instagram could like you have like the thing where you have multiple posts and okay. like multiple videos in a single post. Yeah. Um, it was just one thing you could put in. Yeah, or, and like before IGTV and all that yeah. shit. So it's like it was just those one minute clips that I would just post on Instagram because I was like, which hey, I still think is, is good. I think I still think it's ambitious. Yeah, I was like, hey, that. this is a small enough format for me where like the people following me here are more people that I know that aren't going to be complete dicks and yeah. assholes. So it's like this is more safe for me to do this. I I agree, and that's the perfect word. I I think is because. I'm, I'm kind of against like advertising to the people you know but obviously there's different like aspects of that you know like you're not here trying to sell tickets to a show right now like you're just doing what you love and you want to show it to people that are obviously like oh this hobby's doing this thing like I could be opinionated but I can also you know like listen or not and so I think I think it's a good thing to just display yourself and that's why I think the principle of showing your craft is crucial because like I know the comments can be harsh and stuff but like out of all the hate there's also that one person that's like, yo, keep trying. You know what I mean? Like, keep doing your thing. Like, I actually like that part. Maybe do this a little yeah. better. Like, because people care and they know how it feels. It's usually the people that don't do anything and go home and just do nothing and, and don't try anything ever. Like, those are the people that are leaving the worst comments, you know? Or, like, they tried once and they got fucked over by comments, so they just got to give it back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, for me, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to say comment whatever the fuck you want, like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> you know, but... But I think it's a real world out there, and I'd rather see the ugliness than, like, hide it from myself, you know what I mean? Not to, like, you know, in terms of that, but, like, if you're trying to do something that eventually needs to be criticized, a.k.a., like, if you're writing something, music, um, movie, whatever you're doing, you know, like, eventually, I want my shit to reach people, so I'd rather all my stuff get heavily criticized and never seen at all, you know, because fuck it, right? Like, I got one life, I got a GoPro. (laughs) But I also got, I I got ambitions myself, man. It's my favorite non song. So I'm saying, bro, those birds are awesome. But but I really I really fucking um, think it's important, and that's why I like that you're here talking about that stuff, man. Because like when you do, it it spews through your your emotion, your your talk, and your voice. Like when you talk about music, it's not like when you talk about like you know like, exactly <laughs> exactly not at all. So 
I think people when they see that shit, it's great. It's super great to see. I love seeing that. Everybody loves seeing that, you know. And damn it. But with this beautiful light coming in, I'm gonna end the show only because I think we've gone for like three hours now. Mm-hmm. Yo, thank you for being here, bro. On some real shit. Thank you so fucking much. You're gonna be back. I'm assuming you'll be back. Yeah. Come through, bro, because you <laughs> got a lot to say, man. I love it. I don't even wanna end it right now to be honest with you, but just so we can get another episode. In the yeah, future, right? yeah, that would that would be the best yeah, move. Say what you gotta say to the people, by the way. I will just say keep living keep living live, live today not tomorrow today today yesterday you know type shit alright